witches with all of their hosts. You may think they scare me, you're probably right. Black cats and goblins on Halloween night. Trick or treat! I have no choice but to remand Michael Audrey Myers to the Smith's Grove, Warren County Sanitarium, where he shall be placed in the care of a resident psychiatrist who shall report to this court no less than twice a year. Further, Michael Audrey Myers shall be brought before the court on the day of his 21st birthday, where he shall be tried as an adult for the murder of his sister, Judith Margaret Myers. Dr. Loomis? Michael Myers must be removed from the sanitarium immediately. I would suggest the maximum security ward at Litchfield. Dr. Loomis, the decision has been made. But this is a minimum security institution. The staff isn't adequately prepared. Prepared for what? The boy is a catatonic. He exhibits comatose behavior. No reaction to external stimuli. Have you read my notes? Yes, we have, Doctor. Why were they not presented at the hearing? The judge requested Dr. Foster's analysis. I've spent four hours a day. Four hours a day with this boy. Every day. For six months. Far longer than any court psychiatrist. Dr. Loomis. Michael Myers is the most dangerous patient I have ever observed. Doctor, there is no diagnostic evidence to support that statement. He's... He's covering up. This catatonia is, is a conscious act. There's an instinctive force within him. He's waiting. For what? for the skeleton crew to start their show. Hello, Haddonfield! <laughs> Did I do that last year? <laughs> Maybe once or five times. I think I did do that like five times. <laughs> I love it. Do it again. What are we going to do next Halloween, dude? Like, is there anything else you can relate to radio and Halloween movies? Uh, hitting somebody with a bucket, part two. Oh, that's me. <laughs> no, I want to The see ghost it. of Michael Myers cannot be talked about. What do you mean? That's all I want to fucking talk about. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, dude. And uh, I saw that you posted that again, sir, which I'm so glad because... Now, you, you gotta understand something. This bucket throw is now legendary. Like, you don't, you don't even understand how much it's caught on. I've been sending this to all my friends, dude. <laughs> I'm like, like... Still shots of the bucket to Michael Myers' head? Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, exactly. I'm like, hey, watch this movie. My buddy made it. It's really good. But watch it specifically. <laughs> and I tell him the minute. And, dude, you're like a fucking celebrity. Outside of our little skeleton crew world. You know, that bucket throw, dude, that shit's going down in history, son. Actually, I, I'm selling the sweater I was wearing that day on eBay for $276, if anybody's interested. Really? 
Why 276? Because so <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get more than 40 times the amount. <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> what kind is it? Is it you know what? I would have I would have bought it if it was 275, but 276 is just way too much. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of stupid. I'd buy it and then roll around in it. <laughs> Sleep in it and then I'd sell it. <laughs> yeah, I got those sneakers bronze that I wore that day. Um, I actually the, the bucket itself, it's actually in a, in a museum of film history. Really? So I can't, yeah, I can't sell that bucket to anybody, but uh, I would if I could. But it's it's part of film history. So is it a bucket used to defecate in? No, we threw up in it a few times. <laughs> oh, did you? Okay. If you look closely, you could probably still see fragments of dried up uh, vomit oh. on the outside rim. <laughs> You're a nut. Yeah, Dan's talking about the ghost of Michael Myers. I actually posted that again because, uh, for one, it's uh, we don't have a show out, and two, <laughs> because because um, you know how much I love it and like get stoned and watch it over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was uh, released originally, re-released since we've been you know the skeleton crew. It's it was released on October fifteenth, so I released it the same night a year later. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'll do that every every year. I'll make it like a, a skeleton crew tradition. Well, let's let's go back into the movie itself. Now, when when your first big piece of dialogue happens, and you guys are sitting down at the outside table, and you're explaining that you know this is what your stepbrother, brother. I said my stepbrother right. and my sister's something, and that's who else he is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you were dropping a lot of shit on your friend and shit like that, but no, it wasn't so much that. It was their reaction. They were basically just like, oh, yeah, man, that fucking blows, huh? Yeah, that sucks. Too. Well, no, actually, they, they kind of perked up to attention when I said that. They, they both sat up and moved up a is little bit. Is that what you call it? <laughs> their ears perked They up. just seemed very, um, uh, maybe it was just bad acting, but yeah, I was not convinced. <laughs> Yeah, that was, that was bad acting. And I think the problem is we had no script, so it was just like, all right, so we'll sit down at the table and we'll talk about how Michael's back, and then we just go from there. Yeah, there's. it's actually – this could be entertaining even audio-wise <laughs> because it's that bad. <laughs> it's good, dude. Okay, check this out, dude. Here's my great line. Guess what just heard on the news? What? <laughs> Remember Michael Myers? This is the guy that tries to kill your sister. And my cousin. And my stepbrother, that's who he is. It was all over the news. He escaped from Smithsburg last night. Isn't that the guy that tried to kill your sister? And my cousin. And my stepbrother. <laughs> that's who he is. <laughs> now, are you just correcting him? Like, dude, kill more than my sister. Kill my whole family. Yeah, well, I was trying to establish that. Yeah, oh, he's he's done a lot. Uh, you should have seen him when he did this, or when he did that, or when he did the other. Like, it's, it's bad. You should have seen him last fucking Thanksgiving. Wait, wait, let's get to the real funny part. Okay, ready? The <clears throat> Okay, guys, let's just sit in the room. We're going to do the whole shot where Mike goes out the window, so let's just talk about anything, and then you make like you're hot, and you're going to go get it in some air, and you go by the window. And here's the incredible dialogue that we came <laughs> up with. It suits. Yeah, on our feet. Whoops, it's on mute. Maybe that's better. <laughs> <laughs> that's like me making a movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. So what are you going to do if Michael comes around? I'll kill him. I'll kill him. We do not need this again in Haddonfield. It's going to be big trouble if he comes again. Do you know where I live? Better hope not. Wow, this is riveting. 
Do you think he knows where I live? You better hope not. It's going to be big trouble if he comes back to Haddonfield. Like, can you? Yeah, who says that? You better hope not. Like, you fuck. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Jesus. Like, can you imagine any dumber two people trying to, like, come up with something with no script? Like, it is. It is bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about this? Ready? I did the classic moron mistake. My my one cousin's being a pretty good actor, and he's like, he's out right now. You're saying he's out. Like, he was realistic, and I'm so bad that <laughs> I didn't know what to say to him, so I made the classic mistake. Remember in Halloween 4 when the kids pretend they're all Michael Myers, and they stand around the cops? Yeah. Okay. So I remember when Loomis, or one of the, maybe the cop, pulls a gun out, and one of the kids go... No, don't shoot. And they all show their faces. They go, you thought it was really me, didn't you? Ha, ha, ha. And it's like, no, it is you. I thought it was Michael Myers. <laughs> right. Yeah, we talked about this on the award show, didn't we? Yeah, or the, the shows before so, yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You thought it was me. No, I didn't think it was you. I thought it was Michael. Yeah. So I did the same stupid thing here in a roundabout way. Watch. Yeah. What are you doing here, man? You have no idea, man. You have no idea. Michael Myers escaped. Remember him? Yeah. From, uh, from the Smiths group. <laughs> here, actually. No way. Yeah. Actually, we're here to, like, finish the car up, but, uh, we saw him, we saw him here, uh, earlier today. So you're saying he's out right now. He's out. Well, I thought it was you. Wait, I thought wait, it was you. What? What? <laughs> what the fuck were you talking about? I don't know. How about, dude? How about the part? Wait, I, a, wait. Minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What, dude? What the fuck was that? I don't get that at all. What? The, did, were you stoned? Like, were you? What the? F I'm just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like I could not think on my feet. Like I'm better now at this stuff, and actually have done better in other stuff. But man, oh this was bad. God. I never noticed that, dude. How could that's? <laughs> well, when you highlight the audio, dude. It oh my god! Game. Wow, I never picked up on that. Now I can't wait to watch it again. People should just look for the the blank nothing behind my eyes when I talk. Yeah, like <laughs> you just you just fucking out to lunch. Dude, I love the part where I said, actually, we're, uh, we saw him here earlier, actually. Yeah, actually, we're going to finish the car up. Like, look how stupid this is. Like, <laughs> Dude, you're like me on a fucking normal we day. Here, actually. Well, we right. saw him yeah. here, actually. actually. We're so, like, nonchalant. And we saw him here, actually. <laughs> actually. Yeah. Actually. Actually, we're here to, like, finish the car <laughs> We saw him, we saw him here, uh, earlier today. So you're saying he's out right now. He's out. I thought it was you. <laughs> what? The Can you imagine these poor people trying to like build off of that? Trying like to do it they're like off with fucking you. <laughs> we have, what do you say when Alex says I thought it was you? <laughs> but yeah, it's here, so why don't you stick with us? All right. Now it just gets worse, dude. Now I got to come up with something to say. <laughs> To make everybody to make us work on the car. Look how unnatural and the delivery. I keep sounding like I'm afraid someone's gonna step on the line or something. So I, dude, it's so bad. Yeah, let's go look for uh, Steve. Hey, uh, you know what? Just forget. Let's just surprise him. Let's work on it now. It's a little dark. There's some light here. Um, 
Here, go and tell us what you need right now. Me and Johnny will get some tools out. All right, I think I need oh. a 916. 916s? Yep. Remember that? It's a mess down there. Yeah, you don't want to know why. Here, well, we'll go look for it, right? <laughs> you don't want to know why. What's that? I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why it's a mess down there, dude. The implication was moronic. When I was saying you don't want to know why, I was saying, well, Michael was down there looking for shit. But in real life, in the movie, real life, I don't know that. I would have never got that from that. <laughs> <laughs> That's how my brain works, man. I would have thought that, oh, you don't want to know. They were fucking down there earlier. Uh, oh, wait, wait, here's my big, uh, here's my big um, Oscar clip. This is where I show my uh, range right here. This is where we run from Michael. No, wait. That's dead. It's only time before anybody else dies. Let's end this now. Ooh. Wow. Oh, sorry, I fell asleep. No, that was riveting. That's my Oscar clip. <laughs> hey, man, Ghost of Michael Myers, though it's uh, it's it's becoming a part of my uh, my Halloween ritual every year. Just like Simpsons, just like uh, just like Halloween, this bitch is going on too. Okay, here's the one last funny line. This one, um, if Steve, I just found Johnny's. You know, the blood. He's gone. Michael's gone. So I realize he's dead. And I go to tell Steve he's dead when I see Steve, and I'm so distracted because I know Michael's supposed to come up from behind him and kill him while I'm talking to him. So I, I say, wait a minute, they're going to see that I'm looking right in this direction. So I turn my head, and I just forget what I was saying. So instead of going, dude, Johnny's dead. I don't know what we're going to do. And being all into it, look, look how I deliver this great line. Steve. Johnny uh, is dead. <laughs> one more time one more time oh that's mean dude come on no that's classic do it again <laughs> steve johnny uh is dead <laughs> actually the best part is the follow-up Dude, the best part's the follow-up line, because look how I changed the subject so quickly. Johnny, uh, is dead. Here, let's go in my car, and then we'll... Oh my... <laughs> Johnny's, uh, dead. Here, let's go to my car. <laughs> Classic Halloween music. Oh, yeah. my God, you, dude. Oh, how dare we play that music over over this movie? How dare you not watch this movie, dude? If anybody's listening to this and hasn't seen this fucking uh, piece, dude, get the fuck off. Stop. Press press pause. Go watch it. Goes to Michael Myers and Alex Edwards' film. It's it's incredible. It's on our YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah. Along with, uh, I don't know if you guys saw it, I posted like uh, this acid trip uh, battle between Michael Myers and Leatherface. Did you see that one yet? No. Dude, it got like 500 views in like two days. No, I have not seen it. I'll have to check that out. It's an acid. It's right up my alley. Dude, it's an acid trip watching these two fight. Jamie, did you see this one? No. Everyone saw it except you two. You son of a bitch. You gotta let me know these things, brother. I posted it all over the Facebook. <laughs> Guys, go to our Facebook page. Go to our group page. Post it to my wall. Come on now. You should know better. 
Yeah, I have to do direct delivery to Dan. <laughs> uh, an engraved invitation? Yeah, something like that. Nah, 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 nah. So, yeah, so we have a lot going on. Halloween, we went back to the classics, doing something a little different. You know, the first year we didn't do the uh, Halloween retrospective because House of Horrors did it the year before, and we didn't want to, like, uh, do something that was just done. And then this year, uh, Banana Laser did the Halloween retrospective, and we were like, Why do it? Well, well, they're doing it, so, and then after hearing it, there's no reason to do it. No. Dude, they nailed it. It is done. You're on some upcoming episodes, correct, sir? And so are you. Oh, snap! Which ones? Skeleton crew invaded the laser lounge. (laughs) What was it like for leaving the the dungeon and going to that fancy laser lounge? Did you get blinded any time or not? I wish you didn't fucking put one of those electronic fucking collars on me. I mean, I can only go so far. Um, Oh, you're complaining about only getting to go so far? (laughs) Jamie, you're used to it. You like it. I know. My knees get all roughed up, though. I don't care. I bought you brand new knee pads. This is the last time. This is the last time. That was a healthy birthday present. Thanks. Nice. Uh, Dan has to keep his head out the window when he goes in their laser lounge so it won't shock. (laughs) In the laser lounge, laser lounge. Uh, We're doing the Halloween uh, remakes. And everybody was asking me because I've been posting a lot of things on Facebook about, you know, Halloween, of course, this month. So... Uh, we got into a Halloween 1 and 2 remake discussion, yeah. and a lot of people are starting to come around and really see Halloween 2 what, for what it really is. And it's uh, and they said, man, I want, I wish you, you would do a, a review uh, of that movie and, and do it some justice. Talk for the, for the other side who get what was going on in that movie. And uh, so I said, yeah, sure. And then all of a sudden they asked me, do you want to come in for that? And so I was like, bam, two birds, one stone, we're done. I, I wish you liked the first one a little more. Well, I did actually say pretty nice things about it. All right. For about 45 minutes, yeah. No shit? Sure? Okay. Yeah, I, I just, I love that fucking remake. I know, yeah, it's good, whatever. But I just, I love both of them, to be honest with you. And, you know, it's funny, dude. I go back and forth on Halloween, too. Sometimes I love it. And sometimes I'm like, eh, like, I, the flaws really fucking bug me. And then, I, like I said, it's it's like a fifty fifty shot. So that's one of those weird movies where it's it's kind of up in the air until I'm until I'm you know in that mood you know that I gotta be in to absorb a Rob Zombie flick. Jamie, what do you think of Halloween Two? The zombie one? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it at all. Right. I really so, don't. Yeah. I so, really yeah. don't. I was very angry the first time I watched it. Wait, did you read the thing that I posted on the Skeleton Crew about it? I did. Yes. It was very long. I understand. You know, and I know it's hard it for you to put a whole bunch of words together at one time. But it is. <laughs> you see my baseball. You know, I get to. Uh, I thought it was you. I say Johnny's uh, dead. Uh, you know, things like that. But I can't put <laughs> he's a whole out paragraph. Now, actually, actually, he's out now actually actually he was we saw him earlier actually actually, uh, actually we're gonna hear to work on the car actually, actually. i need an i need a uh, 9 <laughs> <laughs> oh it's a mess down there you don't want to know why here here what well, well yeah we'll go get it um no i um i was pretty disappointed with a lot of things about it uh however i i've always been an o- okay with the first one you know i haven't wow. i didn't have a whole lot of problems with the first one now, you want to know a little-known secret about me? Little-known is in there's one other person in the world who knows. I know. You eat pumpkin pie. 
<laughs> Shut up, Alex. <laughs> I'll tell you, Dan. This is what you don't know. When it comes to Halloween, the entire series, my very favorite one. I know. Three. No, that's Friday the 13th. <laughs> uh, I do love Halloween 3, but my very favorite one is Halloween 2. Even over the first one. Wow. It's nowhere near as, as well made of a film or anything like that, but I, I can see <laughs> why you'd say that because it's uh, any time. You know what it is? I'll tell you why people like it, and I'll tell you why they like sequels. Tell them, Alex. <laughs> it's the same reason they like these shows, and it's the same reason they like video reviews, and it's the same reason they like fan extensions or video games. Because they love Halloween, and there's an extension, you get to almost now dive in and live the movie by now we're getting into that world rather than just viewing this piece of art, you know, like a film. It's just like an extension, and people love bonus special features on Blu-rays and stuff, and that's what it is. That's the same reason they love sequels. It's just more of what they they like. Because you can only watch a movie so many times. Like, I know um, movies that have several commentaries. Like, I'll play those bitches several times and shit. Like, I'm a special features guy. I'm into all that shit, all that that kind of stuff. So I think you're right, dude. Yeah, because like I said, you can only watch the movie so many times where you, you want more, you know? So now you need to do something else with it and a sequel's a great making a movie yourself if you you know like if you want to sit there and still be lazy then you know there you go i like it for the boobies boobies (laughs) (laughs) no really i think it's uh i think it's it's just one of those examples of me having a like a close personal tie to it because i saw that one in the theater i did not see the first one in the theater but i saw the second one in the theater and i remember that it scared the crap out of me and i i loved it I was just all into it. Plus, that's where it, like, gets into really slashery stuff. You know, you see a lot of really brutal things going on. And and, um, then, you know, the boobies. Boobies! (laughs) Yeah, but I don't like... I don't know if I like her. Her face. I don't like her face. I always thought she was gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, Patrick said the same thing. He never thought she was all that, so... She looks like a skeleton. (laughs) Like, her face looks like a skeleton with skin on (laughs) Perfect. <laughs> Just how I like them. I mean, that's what we are, I suppose. But we do have some muscle tissue and all that good stuff. But I like I like skinny chicks, but I'll never turn down a fatty. <laughs> yeah, uh, and and that's the funny thing. Halloween two has some of the hottest girls in it. Uh, I know guys who bang the girl in the pink shirt get across from the Mrs. Uh, Elrod's house. I know uh, Nurse Jill is hot. Uh, the blonde nurse. Oh, that is Jill. Janet's hot. Uh, people like Mrs. Alves. Do you know Miss Alves gained like 200 pounds since then? Oh, for real? Mm-hmm. Hmm. She gained 200 pounds. Huh. She had a brief stint as a sort of sex symbol after that movie. Really? Brief. Yeah. No shit. Huh. Well, that, they tried to market her as like a hot chick for a little while, but she just always looks so severe to me. You know, like what does that mean? Like uh, severe. <laughs> I know what you mean, though. Like yeah. serious, you know, like yeah, she's, yeah, just, yeah. she's kind of scary. Yeah, the blonde chick was cute too. She always reminded me of that girl from. Um, well, you guys won't remember this probably, but um, Trapper John MD. No, you're right. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> her name. Her name was 
Christopher something. I can't remember her last name, but her, her real name is Christopher or something or other. And she was on Trapper John, and she always reminded me of her. Was she always a chick? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm guessing that they, oh, my name is Christopher. That they were hoping for a boy. They already had the name planned out, and then she popped <laughs> out, and they're like, oh, well, too bad. <laughs> yeah, right. Christopher. Um, I always wish that when Michael stabbed her in the back with that little scalpel and lifted her up, I wish I could, like, crawl under and look up her, her skirt. <laughs> There's a little perv. I just want to see what's doing under there. <laughs> oh. It wasn't winter, so it might be. Nah, never mind. But her, Janet's hot. I hate about that one is, is Lori's hair. Yeah, that's the problem. It bothers me. It's so fluffy and. and yeah. It's just fake. Because uh, she's wearing the damn wig. When Mr. Garrett gets the claw hammer to the skull. Yeah. Love that scene. And then later on, she sees him hanging. And I often wondered, actually, you know, I watched these all just a couple weeks ago. And, and I was wondering at the time, when she's climbing through the window, and right before she climbs through the window, she sees his body hanging there. Like, does she realize that he didn't die that way, that he had a claw hammer to the skull? Hopefully she doesn't think he committed suicide, because that'd just be sad. What? These are the things that go through my mind. Oh, when my I'm, God. I think she wondered what was on the craft service table. <laughs> <laughs> and it's reasons like that. <laughs> See, Jamie, reasons like that. Why we're announcing right now for what next week's show for the Halloween show that we are doing. We are doing a Halloween two commentary. Halloween two TV cut commentary. TV cut, and y'all gonna watch it with us, and it's gonna be a hell of a time. We're gonna eat some candy. Yeah. Gonna make some s'mores. We'll talk mm-hmm. about all the things we just talked about, plus a whole bunch more. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You can know what I was thinking through the entire movie. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you don't have any more observations <laughs> like that, do you? My name is Brad. Calling from Tennis Square, Pennsylvania. I'm 46 years old and definitely of the old horror uh, school. And to Alex, Dan, Jamie, you guys are outstanding. Um, I stumbled upon your show on YouTube uh, a couple weeks ago. I'm a courier. I'm on the road a lot. And uh, I'm addicted to your show. You guys are outstanding. You do great interviews. I love hearing you guys talk about the Halloween movies, Friday the 13th, because those are my favorites. You guys keep me entertained. You make my days and nights go by so fast and uh, just keep up the good work. And I don't normally call and say things like this when I hear or see something that I really like, but I wanted to. So you guys are outstanding. And, uh, again, keep it up. Take care. on our village. The curse of Frankenstein. (laughs) 
Frankenstein, that your mother was the lightning. The most dreaded creation of man, the monster of Frankenstein, stalks again. Here is drama completely strange, full of weird suspense. With this great cast, Sir Cedric Hardwick, Lionel Atwill, Ralph Bellamy, Bela Lugosi, Evelyn Ankers, Lon Chaney, in the gripping tale of a monster the tomb cannot engulf, chains cannot hold. You're going to give him life? Yes. Not for the purposes that you think, Igor. I'm giving him another brain. The Ghost of Frankenstein, 1942. Lon Chaney got this part while he was still acting as Larry Talbot in The Wolfman. He was already hired for this, so... Uh, they liked him that much during The Wolfman that they cast him as Frankenstein's monster for this. So, uh, the plot is when Igor brings the monster to Dr. Ludwig, Frank- Ludwig Frankenstein for care, Ludwig gets the idea of replacing the monster's current criminal brain with a normal brain. And, and that, uh, that makes sense to me. Um, you know, if the monster is uh, a monster because of his brain, it would only make sense that you switch the brain and everything's cool. This is directed by Erle, E-R-L-E, really? You know, I get names wrong, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> could be Earl, could be Early. Yeah, yeah I don't know. You're, they're just... Call him Earl, make it American. Well, he is American, I guess. <laughs> okay, Early, Earl Kenton. So, this stars, now this, this is where all this cast really means something. Lon Chaney Jr., as the monster. He was the Wolfman in the last movie we reviewed. Cedric Hardwick as Ludwig Frankenstein. Uh, Ralph Bellamy as Eric. Ralph Bellamy was the chief constable in The Wolfman. Lionel Atwell is Dr. Boomer. Lionel Atwell is the asshole with the rubber arm and son of Frankenstein. <laughs> hey, asshole. Bella Lugosi, which we've talked about many a time already and will continue to is Igor, once again, he reprised his role, and Evelyn Ankers, who was Gwen, Gwen, yeah, Gwen Cundliffe in The Wolfman, returns in a new role as Elsa Frankenstein, who is the daughter of Frankenstein. I wonder if they named that character Elsa because of Elsa being the name of the actress who played the bride. I'm just Ooh. curious. I didn't... Lancaster Ooh. or something? Yes, I don't know if that was, I mean, if it was like a little, uh, you know, a, a subtle nod to that film or if it was a just a coincidence, but I always thought that was interesting. This is the big question. Let's hear from Dan first since he's a, a novice to all this. So I want to hear the reaction of somebody who just saw it for the first time. Yeah. What do you think of Lon Chaney Jr.? Now, this is the first time that someone else besides Boris Karloff played the monster. Right. What do you think about about how he looked, how he did it, what they wrote for him. Uh, his performance, it was okay. It was good. I liked it. It was uh, it was solid. I I fucking didn't like the movie though at all. Really? I thought, yeah, man. I mean, okay. The thing is, the thing is with this shit, it's like 
it, it, when you get in like switching brains and you're like, oh, <laughs> it's just, it was just so fucking stupid, like just how they they did everything. And I understand they had to do it a certain way to make it all work in the end. But to me, it was just fucking stupid. I mean, the performances were okay and everything was. I mean, it was it was good, but. From all the other movies I've seen that you that you know we've been watching and um, you know all the all these Universal ones, uh, this is definitely one of the weaker ones for me. But his performance, it was solid. It was good. Hmm. Um. Well, a lot of the times when you know we we're going this far into stuff, you you always defend movies and you always go, "Where where do you go from here?" So I mean, when you're in the third movie or the fourth Frankenstein movie, where do you <coughs> do you really think it's that crazy to say, you know, well, where do we go? Well, let's, uh, you know, obviously any any normal person would think that you should destroy this monster. And then when, you're, when it, the, your father or your brother created it, um, you, you say, well, I can't, but what could I, oh, I'll just fix, I'll just fix the one mistake of that stupid assistant and I'll just change the brain. That, that, and it seems logical. It seems like that's a normal path. So, yeah, until you start talking about changing it out with a little the brain of a little girl, which is gay. Oh I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that was the monster. Yeah, um, well, yeah, I but I didn't I that I didn't quite I couldn't wrap my mind around the reasoning behind that because why would he logically want the brain of a of a little girl? It doesn't make sense. He to me. befriended her. He did, yes, but then it's... But it's a monster, Jamie. I guess what it is is now... Well, it's true, but I mean, now we know that personality is, is you know, everything is completely encompassed within the brain as far as your personality goes. <laughs> so, I mean, what what you would then have is essentially a little girl, you know, walk, lumbering around in a seven-foot-tall, <laughs> three-foot-wide body, which doesn't really make any sense. <laughs> Okay, well, just just so people, if they never saw us, they don't know what we're talking about. Like, eventually, uh, I guess we'll get, because they're probably won't think that we're just going to put a girl's brain in here, and it makes no sense. There's actually a little to it, and it's not exactly what they were going to do. It's what the the, 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 the thoughts of a monster who's in very cloudy at this point. So, I guess real quick, just to finish off the whole idea of Lon Chaney Jr., a lot of people don't like his performance. They think that uh, he was like half, looked like he was half asleep the whole time. But that's he won. Yeah, that's the makeup of Jack Pierce. I, I think they shouldn't have closed those eyelids so much this time. That was not that great. And I'm pretty. Dude, he looked like he was on morphine the whole movie. Like, uh... yeah, right, yeah. And you know, and he didn't have that energy and personality Karloff did. I just. But he was supposed to be pretty messed up because even Karloff didn't have that energy very much in Son of Frankenstein. So it's it is a pretty normal progression to be less animated. But um, so Lon Chaney once again he hated the makeup and there's a story about how the the headpiece that makes the big box head on his forehead it was glued directly it sat directly on his forehead and he constantly complained about it and and one time he asked them to take it off. And uh, he, he was just so, like, pissed off when no one listened that he just ripped it straight off his head himself. Fuck this shit. Dude, he tore this huge gash in his forehead. And they actually had to shut down production for a few days. <laughs> 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 he was so pissed, dude. Way to go, you know, like, hothead. <laughs> okay. Oh, shit, son. <laughs> 
Exactly. The whole thing with Karloff not being in this, he had no interest in in being Frankenstein again. And the whole thing, the producer, you know, George Wagner, whose name you see all the time, they they contemplated, well, if Karloff's gone, should we just give the monster a whole new look? And luckily, uh, they were afraid that, you know, nobody would go for the change. So they just kept that same, you know, box head, uh, the long head. Honestly, it, 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 this movie was an early version of just the caption. Like, they didn't need to make this movie. You know what I mean? Like, and I understand that there's certain plot points that, that go against when he meets the Wolfman and shit like that. But, I mean, I don't know. If you're going to do something, do something like that. Like, this movie was just kind of like, um, yeah, it had its own story, but it was just fucking stupid to me. Like, I just didn't buy it. We're going to switch the brain. Get the fuck out of here. Even in 43, 42, whatever. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a lot of movie science at work here, but we have movie science at work throughout every one of these Universal films, and sure. it's just they sort of throw something out there, and they're like, "Yeah, you know what? Go you just it. go along with go along with it because that's what we're telling you." And you know, back then people didn't really know any better, so they're like, "Okay, you know, now right. we'd be like, now we'd be like to hell with that." I stayed at a Holiday Inn Express, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we're the assholes being like we're calling bullshit, and like that's why I feel like. You know, seeing these movies for the first time, it's kind of, I got like an upper hand because I've seen so many fucking movies. But when I watched this, like, there were so many times I was like, oh, fucking, come on, come on, really? Honestly, wow, dude. it was a cupcake. Well, there's what the Ev moments, clearly. Number one, why doesn't Igor die that easily? Like, he gets <laughs> shot by Frankenstein, he gets hung, and he's fine. I, what's What's that all about? Like, I don't know. But, dude, there were some really cool parts. And and they're they're crazy. Like when Igor is hanging out in Castle Frankenstein, and he's pushing those like boulders off the top, and it's like almost landing on that dude. Why does the guy keep going back into the range of where the rocks land to, to yell to Igor instead of staying the three feet away? <laughs> like it looked great. The guy was incredible, the stunt man, because he moved like right before they hit, and they really looked dangerous that probably was like real life shit though he was like i gotta get the fuck out of the way they probably were trying to throw him at him yeah, <laughs> like it was yeah. probably just his natural instinct kicking in at that point like oh shit a rock coming at me get the fuck out of the way yeah and and of course the council members tell the town you could do what you want because everyone's complaining oh we have no food no shelter and it's all because that castle frankenstein you know like they just we'll make like a, up. yeah they make a ghost out of it um so here's the weird thing about the council members. Those guys died in the last movie. <laughs> You're right, they did. I forgot about that. <laughs> and dude, one of the ones that come back is the goddamn asshole Hans who died like three times already. Oh, shit. <laughs> I think he was the one who got the carriage run over his chest. <laughs> yes. He is, yeah. It's just crazy how these guys just don't Nobody dies. Forget Igor. Yeah. The Okay, what the F already? We talked about this with Son of Frankenstein, how they said lightning was what put him in the coma. In this movie, like I already mentioned, lightning helped Frankenstein. Uh, once the castle blows up, they they free Frankenstein. Remember, he went in the sulfur pit. It, it, it must have went down to the ground. It hardened, but it preserved him. 
And when they blew the castle up, they shook that loose. And then Igor found them, pulled them out. They're walking around. They're escaping. They're blowing up the castle. These two are, are hightailing out of there. And they go to, um, I think, Viseria, I think. And, uh, you know, they changed. And here's what doesn't make any. Eh, it doesn't matter. These, these t- names of towns and stuff, it all changes. It's. It's too confusing. It's interesting yeah. to me how, in some ways, they try really hard to 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 keep it continuous. Like they yeah. they really seem to put a lot of effort into continuity, and then in other ways, they just turned a blind eye and they're just like, eh, yeah, whatever. You know, nobody's going to remember that. And I guess what they figure is we didn't really have the ability to watch and rewatch movies at that time it came out you watched it that was it if you missed it it was over you know you couldn't dvr it you couldn't go to netflix you couldn't it was just <laughs> too damn bad so they probably figured three years have passed who's going to remember all the technicalities if only but they, they had probably known. forgot themselves yeah. well like, and that's, that's true too you know um and you know who could who could have known that years later we'd be picking it apart but still i feel like some things they were just like yeah whatever yeah, <laughs> like come on. We went to the lightning. How crazy it is! One in six thousand chances that this guy gets struck by two, two in six thousand. He gets struck twice. But here's the other thing: not only does he get struck by lightning in this movie again, like he did, like they talked about in *Son of Frankenstein*, <laughs> but lightning struck three times within the same thirty-foot radius. And after it hit two times, he held his arms up as if to call it, and then it hit him exactly in his neck where the bolts are. That could happen. <laughs> <laughs> I got a, a clip of that because I think that's pretty funny. This is Igor and how he reacts when, because uh, I mentioned how stupid. This is how he reacts when Frankenstein gets hit by lightning. The lightning. It is good for you. Your father was Frankenstein, but your mother was the lightning. She's come down to you again. We will go to Ludwig, the second son of Frankenstein. He has all the secrets of his father who created you. We will force him to harness the lightning for you. He will give you strength, strength of a hundred men. Come, come. You're going to find Dr. Frankenstein. Oh, my God. Dude. He is nothing but pure exposition. They're like, yeah. Yeah, they're like, here, people need to know what's going on in this movie. Ego or go. <laughs> and, you know, I, I get where he's he's trying to be uh, grandiose with, you know, you know, the lightning is your mother. You know, <laughs> and yeah. Like, I, yeah, I kind of get that, you know, but at the same time, it's so dramatic. <laughs> he's so dramatic. I am trying not to sound like Dracula. But you know what I thought <laughs> when um when he played that clip, too? Dude, I swear to God, you were doing a goof and I thought you were playing Looney Tunes. Like, that that music? music? I swear to God, I thought you were fucking Oh, the there. score is out of control. They, I mean, they, get, they get more and more dramatic, I swear, as we go along. And, yep. And it's just, and it's, I mean, I, I happen to like it. I like those old movie scores where it's yeah. like, da, da, da. You know. Yeah. I told you the first time that I watched this. 
for the show that I um, toward the end, like I started to to drift. I mean, it was super late at night, and I was just like, drive. Well, I was face first in my keyboard. Like I'm not gonna. <laughs> I was just like, bam, on my keyboard, and mm-hmm. I woke up to the end when it was like, ba 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 ba. I was like, oh man, so I had to go back and watch the end again because I fucked it all up. But um, it's the, the score kept me awake, <laughs> or rather, woke me up. But I like so- Igor too, though. Did you guys like it? He was so over the top in this movie. I I actually dug it because it was so like I don't know. Like his performance in the other one was like okay, yeah, it, it had similarities. But in this one, it was like oh Jesus Christ, he's really fucking going for it in this one. He's very dramatic and at the same time comical. Right. And yeah. and I wonder if part of that may have been Bailey Lugosi. Uh, maybe there was a little bit of ego kicking in there. Uh, like maybe he felt the need to. You love me. You brought me back here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe he felt the need to be like, I'm here too. Damn it, I was Dracula. Don't you remember? You know. <laughs> Look, That's... here's my facial expression. Yeah. <laughs> he only has the one. <laughs> yeah, you only have the same. <laughs> exactly. No, that you do. You're right on, Jamie. You're right. I felt like he was. Uh, I mean, it's ego. You know. I mean, Igor is kind of like... Igor has ego. Ah. (laughs) So they go to the village. uh, They see a little girl. These kids kick her ball on the roof. Frankenstein goes up, gets her ball while holding her. He thought that was a good idea. Let me take you... (laughs) Like Biff does and fucking... (laughs) Yeah. So he goes, gets the ball, he gives it a girl. They make friends. But then everyone's like... What do you do? You know, they can't believe they think he's going to kill her, blah, blah. This guy goes up there. He just gives him, like, this big roundhouse and knocks him <laughs> off the roof. <laughs> well, I mean, I thought that was kind of odd, too. Well, because he's toting a little girl with him. And, of course, they're all, you know, Wah! But I'm thinking, what are you doing? Why? <laughs> yeah, why <laughs> leave her you... down there. You know, that's dangerous. <laughs> and there's some scenes where you could tell he's holding a big plastic doll. Yes. <laughs> That is like so funny, man. So, uh, yeah, you know, and uh, and the other thing, what was what was Igor thinking to even just like waltz around with this guy around town? Like, I'm sorry, he doesn't look like <laughs> like I guess if you don't know he's a monster, uh, then you can't just persecute him or anything. But damn, man, it's like but he well, looks he like just... a fucking monster, right? He could just tell people that he was a, he's a normal guy. He just grew so tall that uh, his head hit the ceiling of his house, and that's that's why it's flat. <laughs> hey, don't worry, guys. He's just a retard. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, Doctor Frankenstein, you know, he'll he said he'll make him well, or Igor will tell everybody in his nice, happy life, and that's related to him. That Doctor Frankenstein is. Uh, is the brother or, or or the yeah brother I guess of the Frankenstein who was in the last movie? So yeah. apparently he wants to hide that family secret so bad that he'd rather take in the monster and and fix him up. Yeah. So that's I guess that's kind of stupid. Uh, I would just say yeah, that's my brother. So what? What about it? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like, <laughs> but that's that's the thing with everything in this movie. It feels like. Everything's just like, we'll go with it because it will further the plot. Like, and it's just like, I don't buy it, any of it. Like, that's the thing. But do I go with it? For sure. Like, I'm along for the ride. It's fun, dude. It's a fun watch, but I don't believe any of this shit for a second. Like, the decisions everybody makes and why they make them, it's like, I don't know, man. There's almost like some, um, 
disconnect in a way because of the overacting, because of fucking Igor, you know, trying to fucking, you know. Evelyn not. Anchor's nipples. Oh, yeah. I noticed that too. <laughs> How could you not? Oh. They were everywhere. I was just like, <laughs> every time she's on screen, I'm like, Gwen, my God, I mean, Gwen, Elsa. <laughs> Elsa Frankenstein. Motorboat. Yeah, so after he he does that roof bit with the little girl, they the whole town jumps on him. He's they in tackle him and arrest him. Yeah, yeah, he's in he's in the court now. He's chained down, which is a cool scene actually. That's so stupid though. Why wouldn't they just kill him? Why did they arrest him? That's so stupid. Well, they can't kill him. Oh, because he killed somebody. I don't know. Well, they I mean, I don't really see putting him up for trial. It's like, you know, right. do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the I mean, I understand that this is, you know, that's American law, but yeah. still. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth? And you're like, Jail bad. No, yeah. I haven't talked since second movie. Hate court. Love. Running around town with little girl. Then we used to ask for lunch. Get my ball. <laughs> <laughs> I want my ball. Want ball, Frankenstein. <laughs> he agrees to help Frankenstein. Somehow Frankenstein recognizes this brother yeah. of Frankenstein. Meanwhile, he never laid eyes on him. Uh, unless the eyes that Frankenstein stole to put in the monster's head were of a guy who knew this other guy. And somehow that, yeah, that, yeah. Somehow I bet that's what happened, actually. Yeah, right. <laughs> What's cool is, th- there's a cool montage when Evelyn Anchors is reading the, when it's a shame, they changed the name of the Secrets of Life and Death of Dr. Frankenstein, and they changed it to the Diary of uh, mm. Baron, whatever. It comes, doesn't it, in the next movie, isn't it called the... Uh, Secrets of Life and Death again. Yep, it goes back. Yep. I mean, oh. they refer to it as the diary, but when he when he actually right. finds it, it's it's titled The Secrets <laughs> right. of Life and Death. Yeah. They keep yep. going back and forth. Yeah. So, <laughs> again, oh, so. with this continuity, they don't care. They don't give yeah. a shit. They don't care. <laughs> they have a cool montage where they, while she's reading the diary, they show the acts of Fra- Doctor the original Doctor Frankenstein, and it's cool because as they get to the part where where they reveal the monster's face. They do a new cut, and it's Lon Chaney's face. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> and it's funny because that film is all pristine and nice and right. polished, and the, all all the other stuff is all like you know from thirty one. Right. right. And it's all cruddy looking. And you can tell the difference big time from thirty one to forty three. Then the Doctor Boomer decides, or no, the other the the Doctor Frankenstein decides that we should kill this monster, and. They said that he can't be killed. And he goes, there's one way, dissection. So you're telling me just like yeah. stuffing him full of dynamite and blowing him up won't do it? <laughs> well, I think that in effect that would be dissection. It would just be a really violent form of it. <laughs> Push him out of an airplane or something? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Or draw and quarter him. You know? <laughs> yeah. Tie him to four horses. Chop his head off. Exactly. Why wouldn't that just work? Right. <laughs> Dissection. You literally have to take him apart piece by piece. They should have fucking thrown him on a plane. They should have thrown him on a B-52 bomber or something. I mean, <laughs> shit, it was 40, what, 42, 43? It just happened. I mean, Time what? to a fat boy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, dude. Yeah, man. There was a lot well, he's of, been uh, blown up and he's been burned and he's been dropped into burning sulfur. It was a sulfur? And um, yeah. and uh, then later he gets drowned like a rat. Um, rats, rats. 
Nothing seems to <laughs> nothing seems to work. Well, shit, in the next one, he can't see because the nerve. Like, they want to talk about that. You're spoiling. I know, but I'm just saying, like, I'm hopping around just to make a fucking point. It's all bullshit. Or that he can't, yeah, he can't see, so clearly you could do a lot of damage little by little. <laughs> That's what I mean, dude. It's like, if, if we're talking about nerve endings here, chop off the fucking dude's head. <laughs> like, done. Finito. Forget it. End the movie. Yeah. But here's, here's the funny part. Like, people, you know, we've gone through this many times now. The Bride of Frankenstein. No. There was no Bride of Frankenstein. It was the Bride of the Monster. The Son of Frankenstein. Well, okay. It was the Son of Dr. Frankenstein. Okay, that makes sense. Now you're going to say the Ghost of Frankenstein. And people would say, well, what do you mean? There's no Ghost of Frankenstein. But there actually is the ghost of the original Dr. Frankenstein. His head floats around the laboratory of his son. And he convinces him, why not just get him a different brain? Yes, of course. I'll give him Dr. Kettering's brain. Thank you, floating head, for exposition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that is the ghost of Frankenstein, that floating head. And, you know, he tells him <laughs> to do that. So the whole thing is, uh, you know, let's replace the brain, like we said earlier. So they did not want to change it and put a little girl's brain in the head. Nobody wanted to do that until the monster gets that bright idea. But what he thinks is not really valid and it can't be held the movie can't be held accountable for what he thinks very true yep it is what it is with that um here's the funny part now igor wants to convince dr boomer who's a, a very disgruntled doctor one of his his things went wrong and he's known as an asshole in the medical field so he's he's pretty disgruntled and he has a chip on his shoulder so igor figures he could really convince him to do what igor wants but here's the thing this dialogue is horrible. Like, mm. t tell me, tell me what's not right about this. Here you go. I mean, something that like Igor's thoughts of what will happen if he has. Well, here, here you go. Just listen. Here's where Igor turns the tables and changes the course of this movie. Go ahead, Igor. Go see to it that the brain of Catherine does not go into the head of the monster. But why? My brain will go into it. Fool, you die. Die. I will live again. Only this crooked body will die. I will live forever. My brain and that body would make me a leader of men. We would Not rule so the state. <laughs> and even the whole country. <laughs> Not so much. <laughs> well, I mean, really, no, I don't. I don't think that the thing standing in the way of him being a leader of men is his body. <laughs> and that body would make me a leader of men. We would rule the state and even the whole country. We would rule the state. Wow. So he thinks, like Jamie said. He thinks that he'll just drop his brain into that body, that that human junk heap, and he's going to rule the state, even the whole country, and he'll be a leader of men? Yeah. Yeah, well, he will be leading them as they're chasing him through the streets with pitchforks and... <laughs> and... <laughs> and then he can throw fucking barrels at him. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, he. I mean, Frankenstein does have a history of leading men all over the place as they chase him, chase him around with torches. But that's that's as as much as he could hope for. And uh, maybe I mean, I guess he's just tired of that broken neck thing. You know, yeah. he's just he's sick of that. Shaquille O'Neal basically, in all essence, has that body. And what does he do? He played basketball. I mean, if you think about it, it really doesn't make a lot of sense from Igor's point of view because you see what the monster goes through. Right. Every single time, it's never good. <laughs> no one ever says, that. "Hey, buddy, I want to be your friend." No, <laughs> it's always running and screaming. And um, right. so, I, to look at that as an example, and you know, the monster is an example of what you want to be, and say, "Yeah, you know what? My life would be awesome if only my brain were transplanted into that body." Right. Right. That that right there proves that Igor does not have the brain <laughs> to be. Oh, right, 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 right exactly. <laughs> he doesn't have a, a brain to rule his sock drawer. <laughs> At, you know the the cops they figure Frankenstein's hanging out there. They do a whole search. Somehow they find every single secret passage. These guys are awesome. I don't know how they did that, but you know they even get to the very room that Igor and Frankenstein's monster are hanging out in. He's not there because he's out kidnapping the little Hussman child who he helped get her ball on the roof. And he decides he wants her brain in his body. They just say, yeah, whatever. And they say, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And they take the girl away and then they put him on the table, get ready for surgery, and they're going to give him Kattering's brain. But that thing you just heard, Igor does convince Dr. Boomer to give him his brain instead because Boomer wants to, uh, you know, like I said, he's pissed off. He wants to... Can I just say something, too? I would never go to anybody named Dr. Boomer. Boomer. No, none of these guys have just regular <laughs> names. No. No. Kettering, Mannering, Boomer. It's just, like, what, is, what about Smith? <laughs> uh, Dr. Smith. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Do that Do that thing. Do the Frankenstein thing. I don't know what you do. Frankenstein. It's <laughs> 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 so cute. <laughs> I love that. Here, I can play the real one. I I love it so much, I actually save that one. Frankenstein. <laughs> I love that. We get to the climax of Igor does get his wish. They Dr. Boomer switches brains. Catherine gets thrown in the waste paper basket. And Igor gets put into the monster. Does he throw it in the, waste, in the trash? <laughs> I don't. He probably he probably threw it against the wall and it hit like one of those basketball hoops right into the garbage. <laughs> he drop kicked it. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, no, he did like Uncle Paulie did with the turkey and Rocky one. <laughs> you want the bird? Come on and eat the bird. <laughs> he he does that, and then the monster wakes up and Doctor Frankenstein. Here's the other part. This Dr. Frankenstein truly believes that what he did was a great thing, that he admits to the police, yes, he has been here this whole time, and but it's okay. Uh, you see, he killed Dr. Kettering, but I fixed everything. Uh, what do you mean? You didn't report his body or anything to the police? You, you kept him here? No, it's okay. I took his brain, and I put him in the monster's brain. I rectified what happened. Like, Because that's the same. <laughs> Just go with it. This is supposed to be the normal guy of the of the movie. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And that's his logic. Crazy. To his surprise, they go there, and 
He says, Ken, he goes, look, I'll prove it. Kettering's brain's in there. So in front of the police, in front of Dr. Boomer, in front of everybody, he talks to the monster. And this is, this is actually a badass. You recognize me? Who am I? You are Dr. <laughs> Frankenstein. And you are. <laughs> you are Dr. Kettering. <laughs> I am not Dr. Kettering. I am Igor. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> I, Igor. I have the strength of a hundred men. I cannot die. I cannot be destroyed. I, Igor, will live forever. I've created a hundred times the monster that my father made. Homer, this is your work. Don't touch him, Frankenstein. He's my friend. I should kill you, Frankenstein. <laughs> but after all... <laughs> Your father gave me life, and you gave me a brain. That's an eerie scene. People really love that scene, despite whatever they think of the movie. They do always praise that scene. It sounds kind of goofy, just audio, but... <coughs> I thought it was goofy, plain and simple, to be honest with you. I, but that's the thing, like, these old movies and, like I said, all, all the over-the-top acting dudes... That, for me, when I saw that, dude, I couldn't stop fucking laughing. And I don't think it's bad because of that. See, I think I, I enjoyed it, so technically, I think it's good. <laughs> well, I love Lon Chaney Jr.'s face expressions once he has Igor's brain. Like, he's cool, man. Yeah, no, I agree. It's funny, like, it shows you that Lon Chaney could have had be a little animated, given the right... I mean, I don't know what right. what they told him to do, or, or they didn't... I don't know. I don't know what was going on in most of the movie. I love, I love Lon Chaney Jr. I mean, he could like just you know, I, they could videotape him taking a shit, and I'll think it's a good like video or something. But oh, like I'll buy that on Scream Factory. Yeah. Oh, if Scream Factory releases that on Blu-ray, I'll buy it. <laughs> I love, I love him too. Yeah. So I actually don't mind this. I like him as Frankenstein's monster. I do too, and I'm, and I'm glad you brought up the fact that he that he has different facial expressions once Igor's brain gets put in, because uh, I think that's something that not every actor would do. And of course, that that may depend on the director. Maybe the director said we need something different here to to show a different personality. I don't know, but um, whomever's choice it was, it was a subtle one. I don't think everyone's going to pick up on that. Right, yeah. but uh, I think it was a solid one. Yeah, definitely. and um, things like that kind of make up for the things that they do. Like, yeah, we're just gonna pluck this brain out of this guy's head and toss it in this guy's head. It's all gonna be gravy. <laughs> um, you know that doesn't work. <laughs> but no. uh, um, so they do. What, what that's what kills me about these movies is they they take a lot of license with some things. Like what will actually happen? What would work in real life, and you know that we don't know any better. Yeah, and then on other things, they try to put a lot of care and thought into it. Uh, like when it comes to the nerve endings thing, you know, right. they're attempting to make 
a, to make something some scientific sense. You know, when he's like, oh, you the 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 blood was it the blood type was different. Yeah, the the blood type uh, was the wrong type, and it won't feed the sensory it won't nerves. Won't feed the sensory nerves. So, well, yeah, I, I kind of get where they're going with that. In reality, he'd just be dead. No, if the if the blood type don't match. You know. That's why I find it hilarious, though. It's like because you because what you just said, they take certain liberties and then they take such you know, oh, we're gonna concentrate on this, and it's like, what do you mean, dude? You just fucking pluck the brain out of like, what, what are you talking about, sensory? Like, get the fuck out of here. They're playing musical brains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wait. Yeah. Who's which brain do you have again? <laughs> why didn't the original Frankenstein's monster? How come he wasn't able to talk right away? How come it took him to meet a blind guy and be taught all over again? But Igor, his brain gets in there, and it's like, bam, right away, he wakes up in an hour. <laughs> oh hey, it's Igor, and guess what? I'm gonna have a whole plan, and I'm I'm co- thinking clearly. I'm gonna rule the world. You're his son, so you're gonna live. You're gonna die. He's my friend. You know, like he's completely fine. And the other Frankenstein was just like, yeah, it's just so. Well, it's because we were already fifty minutes in, so the movie had to end. Well, I wonder too if maybe their logic had something to do with the freshness of his brain. You know, um. Or maybe that's what they maybe that's where they were like, well, you know, he just it's kind of like at the end of Pet Cemetery where um, he tries to convince himself that bringing back Rachel will be different. You know, she won't be evil. She won't be um, she won't be a monster because she just died. She just died a little while ago (laughs) to quote him. And so I'm thinking um, maybe. Uh, of course, to be honest, I can't even promise that they even thought about that. <laughs> you know That's more likely is that they didn't even think about it. Jamie, it's funny that you brought that up because when situations like that happen in movies like that, like, okay, Pet Cemetery, and then like this and shit, I don't know about you guys, but that's the stuff that really gets me thinking and, and then in turn kind of creeps me out. Like do, you see, like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's that kind of weird thinking because you know in all reality, like, you know, none of it's true, but if it were true, like, I really wonder if they would be the same if they came back. You know what I mean? Like, it's that kind of shit that, I think that's the kind of stuff that really fucking freaks me out and bugs me out at the end of the day, you know? I kind of, I don't know. I mean, some people think it's just dead tissue. Are we to believe that the original criminal, you know, had speech problems? And, you know... Right, yeah. And, I don't, you know, I don't know, I mean... Well, if that were the case, ah, she, I don't know. See, none of it really makes – if you try to make it make sense, you can't because it just right. really doesn't. You know? I, I just love how you replace a guy's brain and suddenly his vocal cords uh, have the same pattern as yours. He's the same fucking voice, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that I love. That's one thing. And I'm not the smartest movie goer ever, but that's one thing. I was like, it's the same fucking voice. What do you mean? It's coming out of a fucking different body. What the fuck? <laughs> And I'm sure at the time they were like, we need him to do this because we need people to know that it's Igor. Because right. saying, hey, I'm Igor just isn't enough. <laughs> exactly. But really, it, I was watching something else more modern when they um, – not too long ago, maybe sometime last week. I can't remember what it is. But where they did the same sort of thing and suddenly the voice went along with the personality. And I'm like, but that's not – no, it's mechanics. Uh, yeah. You can't uh, – <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Uh, like, you know, it doesn't work at all, but if if it was going to work, it wouldn't be like that. They went through the trouble of overdubbing the voice, and it's like, and matching it and everything else, and it's like, that's weird. It should have just been Lon Chaney Jr.'s voice. 
talking right. and doing all that. And I'll tell you what, though, they synced it really well. And they even cut to the back of the monster's head and got the reaction of who he's talking to pretty well yeah. to, to like alleviate some of the uh, editing. Right. Frankenstein <coughs> monster with Igor's brain gets pissed. He's going blind. He's so irrational. He says, Boomer, you tricked me. I'm going to kill you. And then he throws him into um, a big uh, machine and it electrocutes him. There's a lot of that. Yeah, there's a lot of that throwing a guy. I think actually that actor, Lionel Atwell, I think he was thrown into a machine. And it. I think in the last movie, I think the same exact thing. Didn't that happen? Didn't he, isn't that how the rubber arm guy died? Or I recall, yeah, something. And then I think in the next one that we're about to review too, didn't it happen? I don't I think know. it happens again to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just think this... And why do they blow up when they fucking throw them into it? That's what I don't understand. Like, don't you just bump into it? Yeah, like, I remember the same thing happened in uh, Batman and Robin with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, why is that blowing up? Oh, I, please. I'll we'll try to find logic in that. Chill. All right. How do you rate this movie from one to five? Dan, let's let you get – maybe me and Jamie will make it more cheerful at the end. Go ahead. I I liked it. So what's that? Yeah? Yeah, I liked it. It was it was a good watch, dude. Um, it's funny though. I don't want to sound like I'm fucking a condor on these things now, but watching them and shit, it's like okay, this one's clearly better than this one, and that you know what I mean. So out of all of them, like I definitely did like this one. Okay, do you, so you like it more than Son of Frankenstein? Yeah, yeah, I liked it more than Son. I wouldn't say I liked it more than Bride, but you know, whatever. I'm along for the ride. I did, I did enjoy myself on this, <laughs> and I, like I said, I was laughing at certain parts. And that doesn't mean I think it's bad. That's just me being an asshole in fucking 2013, being like, "Hey, look at these fucking assholes in 43." You know what I mean? But it's still good for for its time and shit. And I like the overacting, dude. I think it's funny, dude. It, it, you know, when I'm fucking stoned, dude, that shit's hilarious to me. So I liked it. I had a good time. I actually got messages about you on the because people really love. Uh, I know a lot of people probably never seen these and they're probably wondering why we're doing this and all that. But the people who have seen it or the ones that haven't but are still interested anyway, um, they they're loving that. I think I forgot who I got the message. I think it was Michael Bates or I, I forgot who it was, but somebody sent me one and they said they love how we're playing the clips of all these movies and they said the best part of the clips is wondering where Dan's going to start laughing. <laughs> oh, <nice. laughs> dude, but that's how I am throughout these whole movies. Like, I'm just watching them by myself, dude. And I'm just fucking cracking up. They're just funny to me, dude. I'm sorry. And like I said, though, that doesn't mean they're bad. It's just, it, 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 they are what they are, you know? No, I know. <laughs> so, so you give it a three? Yeah, yeah, I liked it. All right, Jamie? I'm going to say 3.5. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I like it. And um it has its issues like well, like we know, but it's still it's entertaining and that's really all I can ask of these. Right. You know, I certainly can't ask for you know them to be scientifically accurate. Right. <laughs> so, um I mean complaining about that stuff is just pissing in the wind. So, um right. yeah. yeah, it's a 3.5. Okay. And let's uh, mention one thing before I give mine, too. This is the shortest of all of these movies, I believe. It's an hour and five minutes? Is it? Something like that, yeah. Very, or two minutes, maybe. Huh. Yeah, and that's that's cool, because we just got done being, dr- like, tor- tortured with the son of Frankenstein. So <laughs> it, it's good that you give us Frankenstein again, keep it tight, keep it moving, keep it interesting. Okay, end it. That's a good idea. That... that 
the time helped this movie, I believe. Um, definitely. Morris yeah. Day and the time? M- Morris what? <laughs> this is Morris Day and the time? What's that? It's Oh, my. You want to look it up. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait. How do you not know who Morris Day is? <laughs> Morris Day? Good I Oh man! Okay, uh, that didn't help. But <laughs> it didn't. I'm shocked. Do it again. <laughs> no, uh, I can't, no, I I'm kidding. It, it wouldn't have helped me, and I know who I'm talking about. Oh, okay, <laughs> watch Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. All right. So this is my favorite of all the Frankenstein sequels. I actually own a shirt of this. Do you? Yeah, dude. I what? I own a statue of Frankenstein played by Lon Chaney Jr. <laughs> oh shit! Fine. Nice. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. There it is. So you guys, I'll hold it up for you guys. Oh, cool, dude. Check it out. Doesn't it look just like him? Yeah, it did. That's him. Yeah. Is, is that where he ripped the fucking thing off his head right there? <laughs> yeah, the big gash. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I like this movie a lot. Did you love it? I give it a, a 4.2. Oh, shit, son. Point wow, two. Dude. Yeah, I won't even go 5. Because I feel like I... No, you know what? I, I might. I think it was pretty fast-paced. I like the story. Yeah, I don't know. I love Evelyn Anchors. Uh, I love Lon Chaney. I love um, Bela Lugosi as Igor. I, 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 I understand that it's not really that great. Okay. I like it, though. Like, I don't know why. Even as a kid, when I was 14, I thought this was one of the better ones. No shit, dude. See, I, yeah. Oh, man. I'm, I'm torn between it because now knowing that, man, I almost want to watch it again. But I just thought it... Uh, the, the liberty they took, I don't think justified it being a good movie, but like I enjoyed it on many levels, though. So. Dude, it's a Lon Chaney Jr. thing, though, dude. So, right, that's you know, if you like him, he'll he'll put you over a lot of movies, dude. So, and a lot are coming up, and and he's a big reason that my points go up with him. So, okay, yeah. So I'll say uh, whatever, four point five. F it. That's my rating for this, and. Um, and uh, it's good that we're doing both these movies in the same show because where this ends off is exactly where the next movie picks up. So it ends off, um, he's blind, the Frankenstein's monster, with Igor's brain in him. He burns up in the house. You see Lon... Ugh, sorry, I was going to burp. Lon Chaney Jr.'s <laughs> face melting. Yeah. His skin is peeling. And then it ends. So... That's that, and then we'll be right back with Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. <laughs> we gotta think, we gotta think! <laughs> Get in there! <laughs> oh, we going crazy! Oh, that crap in a tank! It's got those chemicals! It's on everything, stupid asshole! Watch your tongue, boy, if he likes this job! Like this job! Think, think! We're gonna call the cops! You, you wanna call the cops? You know the cops are doing this company? The cops are the company! They're thinking about reputation! Thinking reputation! Think! Think! We want to know what the side of the tank. The one that said to call in the case of emergency. No! That's the army! I want the goddamn army around this place! Think! What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? We're gonna call the boss. Burns, Frank, we have a little problem.
he doesn't understand. There's a curse upon me. I change into a wolf. Listen to me, Greg. I saw my father become obsessed by his power. He died a horrible death. There's no need for us all to storm after her. She'll come in if I ask her. Why should we treat her so fancy? She's a Frankenstein. Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, 1943. That is one year after the Ghost of Frankenstein, correct? Yes. Yes. So, Lon Chaney Jr. was Frankenstein's monster in the last movie. Clearly, he cannot play that role again because he has to play the Wolfman and Larry Talbot. However, the studio was contemplating with the idea, they're toying with the idea of having him play both roles. It was going to be this whole big thing. And um, they decided it would take too much time to shoot it like that. And the makeup, just Jack Pierce was not exactly fast with the makeup, as you know. And um, they just said, nah, let's just re- you know recast the monster. And the most logical choice to cast the monster was Bella Lugosi. Why? Because the monster now has Igor's brain, so and he's blind, so Igor would essentially continue on his character in the monster's body. So instead of overdubbing somebody, why not just have Bella Lugosi just speak right there? I like uh, that. Because he's a mush face. <laughs> yeah, I okay, seriously well, don't like this version of the monster. I really don't. This is my least favorite. Okay, it is. It is, and well, I mean, Bela, bless his heart. I, I don't have anything against him, but he's just not the most exciting to me of the lead of the lead actors. I feel he has limited emotions. Um, he's either, I mean, like he has just one facial expression, and then he's just like rah, like over the top. And then when you put it in the monster, I just feel like he's, I don't know. He's, do you don't think his face looks mushy? <laughs> I think it looks. I think it looks mushy, and I just—it's not the same, and I don't like it. A mush face. A mush mouth, and in a couple scenes, it does look mushy. You're right, um, especially when they're showing him from below when when he's coming out of the ice. You mean when they find him frozen in carbonite? <laughs> yes. solo. <laughs> that was a stunt double, by the way. Yeah, you're right. It was a shot. That weird shot. Here's the weird thing. It has a, the guy had the, the the hole in his chin like Lugosi. So I don't understand. Had a hole in his head when he ripped it off. <laughs> no, it's Lon Chaney Jr. <laughs> oh, sorry. Very good though. Um, this was written by Kurt Sidomak, the same guy who wrote The Wolfman. So that's cool. He wrote the yeah. sequel. This is the, this is the sequel to The Wolfman essentially, and it's a sequel to the Frankenstein movies at the same time. Continuities of both of them are in intact. Uh, the problem is, Frankenstein burns up in his house when he dies. How does that? How does it make any sense that he'd end up in an underground cavern in ice? I just don't. It doesn't. Okay, because usually they do a great job. 
It makes no sense. I don't know where the ice would come from anyway. This is right. not the Antarctic. This is, you know, it's Europe. And they don't, you know, you don't just find <laughs> blocks of ice in people's basements, which is, it's just the whole thing is weird. Plus, they do the whole, they make a point to say, we found his, you know, his, his bones and we buried them. Um, right. And, well, then whose bones did you bury if you didn't bury his <laughs> bones? And I would think his bones would probably stand out. Yeah, it'd be pretty big. And flat on top. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder what his skull looks he's like. He's at somebody. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm a neighbor. I know he's dead. My neighbor's using his head as a coffee table. <laughs> as a coat. <laughs> oh, God. So um, here's – okay, let's get to the cast before we even get to this wacky stuff. This movie, has it's it's interesting. It's uh, It holds its own for a movie that is uh, – this movie was was destroyed – that what you see is not this movie, and I'll tell you why after we get past the cast. Um, so, Elsa Frankenstein, here's the deal with this. In the last movie, Ghost of Frankenstein, she was Evelyn Ankers, Elsa Frankenstein. The actress is Evelyn Ankers, who was the love interest of Lon Chaney Jr. in The Wolfman. So now, this is a sequel to both those movies. So, she couldn't be cast again as Elsa Frankenstein, even though she was available, because when the Wolfman comes back to life and he's and he's Larry Talbot again, and he sees her, he'll say Gwen. <laughs> he's not going to say Elsa Frankenstein because she's Gwen from his movie. So it just wouldn't make sense. So that blonde girl that you see with that strange Russian accent or whatever that accent is, that's supposed to be Evelyn Ankers from Ghost of Frankenstein. That's her character from that movie. Right. And here's where it gets really wacky. Patrick Knowles plays Dr. Mannering, the doctor in this movie, who tries to revive the monster and stuff. He was in The Wolfman as Evelyn Anker's boyfriend, the gamekeeper. Oh, shit. That was that guy? Oh, So if you watch The Wolfman and then you watch this next, which would make perfect sense, he is in the same movie, but just a different guy. Hmm. And he looks exactly the same. It's funny how they put... Here's the weird thing about it. They put so much thought into the... And they did a, the right thing, I guess, taking Evelyn Ankers out of here. Because it would be really weird. However, why are you keeping her boyfriend from that movie and putting him as a Dr. Mannering in this one? What was the point of that whole fucking thing, by the way? The love triangle? Oh, with those two? Um, It was just interesting that she was going to be married to another guy, but she was so taken by Larry Talbot that she just... Went off with him, I guess. I don't know. You know, wasn't that interesting? Didn't get anywhere. Didn't <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean, though. Like, not so I, much. I, not so much. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Just like, I saw it. It was there. I, I, I watched it, but I just, I was expecting something to happen. You're right. And it didn't. It was just like them frolicking in, in the flowers. It they didn't it. come to any kind of fruition of anything. Yeah. Um, uh, Bella Gosi is is like we said the monster uh here's a very cool continuity madame ospinskaya is maliva again the gypsy woman yay that's my lady right there that's my girl and oddly enough dwight fry is back as this as a a guy in the town dwight you know anybody named dwight dwight this movie here's what we got to talk about this is the big thing about this movie guys so dan might have his feelings about it now dan this might change them the script, what you see on this film, is half of what was actually shot really? and done. Because 
Um, you know how Bell Lugosi is playing the monster because he was Igor and it makes perfect sense? Yeah. Now that his brain is in the monster? Of course. And especially with the last scene that we played in the last movie? It makes perfect sense. <laughs> um, he talked to Larry Talbot the entire movie as Igor. Supposedly, the old legend is that they took that and during screeners, audiences were laughing so hard like Dan, every time the monster talked, yeah. they thought it was completely ridiculous watching the monster run around talking in this Hungarian accent. There you and, go. I am justified. And all that stuff. But here's the thing. Yeah. If you remember the last movie, it made perfect sense. But nobody really did. Right. Like Jamie said, people didn't... It didn't It didn't retain to people like that, and it wasn't... It just is what it was at the theater, and then you pretty much forgot most of it until two years or a year later when the next one came out. And it's like, whatever. It was all removed. All the dialogue was removed. And here's the other funny thing. You know how the mo- how Igor, uh, the, the monster in this movie, he walks around with his hands out in front of him like a zombie? Yeah. He's doing that because he's blind. He can't see anything, oh. so he's feeling around. And that's like it's, a typical Frankenstein thing. Well, and that became what you associate with the. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, I didn't think of that. You're right, bro. But did they actually reference the fact that he was blind in this movie? I don't. Or, you know, verbally, Ever? I don't remember them ever nope. bringing it up. Okay, because oh. I was, I was hoping, I was hoping that was true because otherwise I missed it, and I was like, right. sure. But no, but he's yet you, you know, he's doing the, the walking thing, and it's clear that, well, if if it makes sense, I mean, it, it makes sense if you remember the last one and then you would think oh well yeah he's blind only they don't tell you that so for people who didn't see the last one it doesn't make any sense and it also it's like why is he so like when he's looking like he's digging around looking for the journal why is he so stumbly all over the place and why is he taking so long and why but all of this would make sense if you if they had bothered to tell you don't forget he's blind you know because well, one would think he's just stupid it's but I'll hard. tell you, you know why they okay. didn't is because Igor was no longer there as Igor to do the exposition. That's why uh, they didn't, yeah. <laughs> they yeah. didn't yeah. have anybody yeah. to do it. <laughs> uh, oddly <laughs> enough, he was there, Jamie. The in the original script, he did talk all about it. You know, if I was a really oh. good uh, uh, horror show host, I would have. I have the original script, and for this special, I should have dug that out and read you the lines where some of the exposition was done. But I'm an idiot, and I, I didn't do it. Alex, now, you say that, and accompanied with the fact, remember that story I told about how they, they, the actors used to travel around with the movie? Remember I was yeah. that story about my grandmother, and she was like, yeah. as a kid, I saw, you know. Um, it's, when we talk about how these movies were made, you know, three years apart or whatever, now think about it. That's when the movie was made, and then they take it out on the road, and then they fucking do that whole thing. And then this is these dudes in the makeup and shit um, going along with, you know. So basically what I'm saying is it's like a tight-knit crew going through this whole fucking thing. So they probably care more about these movies than anybody. And where the script comes in and why it gets fucked up, I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing studios and just bullshit and shit like that. But it seems like the shit that they um, they keep and that they, they, they you know, continuity-wise and stuff like that, it seems like all the people involved and, and all the actors and shit, they never really leave all this shit. You know what I mean? Like, from three years, yeah, it's like three years. But, dude, 
when that movie's made and then they take it out on the road and then by the time the next one's shot and then released, it's not that much time. They do no, not at all. You see what I'm saying? So they yeah, so they're pretty much living these. Pieces. They're living these these characters for years. Yeah. You know, essentially. I don't know. I just I didn't have a real point to that. I just thought you know there has to be something like the studios. I wonder if it, if it is like the Weinstein back then or you know something like that. Oh which, yeah. Dude, Universal were assholes, actually. Yeah. They were assholes, completely. I just think the people close to the movies were probably the ones to fucking continue everything in the same vein as all the other movies, and somewhere it got fucked up. So that's just my personal view of how everything went. Like, the the, the key players were probably fucking in it to win it. They were fucking all in, let's go, let's do it. And then there were some outside forces. Like you said, though. With people fucking laughing. I mean, if you're if you're that close to a production for that long, and then you go out with it as those you know with those people dressed in the makeup, and then they're laughing at it and shit like that, of course they're gonna fucking change it. I mean, for good or bad. I mean, in this case, it's, you know. The funny thing is, this is a good film. It would have only been better had it been in its original form. And, uh, and the weird thing is also when you take out the references of being blind, not only does Lugosi look like an asshole, like why is he playing it like this? <laughs> the, the other thing that makes him look stupid is when he's so old at this point, dude, he was in his 60s by by this time. He was right. really giving it his all, man. This guy's a trooper. He, he was willing to play. The, hey, remember, Boris Karloff was old as shit and son of Frankenstein, and he didn't do a very good job. So Lugosi's 60, dude, in this one. So I think he only had about five minutes of actual screen time. Um, the rest was stunt doubles. Yeah. So here's the problem with it. The stunt doubles didn't play the monster like he was blind. So it makes no sense. <laughs> if you really look at this movie... Mm-hmm. There's no, it's not fluid that way. And there's also scenes where you'll see as Larry and the monster are walking, you'll see Lugosi's mouth moving and you don't hear anything because they just, they deleted that track. Wow. It's so weird, dude. But you're right about it. I did notice that, that that at times, sometimes his, well, his mannerisms are different. Like sometimes he, he did appear blind sometimes. And if I, but then there are times when he didn't, and like I said, if I hadn't watched just recently the other one, and 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 I honestly, if I hadn't watched them back to back, I probably wouldn't even have thought right. about the fact that he right. was supposed to be blind. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It, sometime in the mid '80s, there was actually a, a search made through the vaults of Universal Studios, and they were trying to find the print or the negatives of those uncut. The, the, of those, you know, the versions where he was talking and everything, and it was never found. Hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, they they never found it. So <laughs> we talked about with Jason Lives the amazing opening because it was such a beautiful scenery and and the atmosphere of of the cemetery when they dug Jason up. That was, I think, lifted straight out of this movie because, mm. Jamie, how beautiful was that whole atmosphere with the graveyard and those two guys, the grave robbers? It was amazing. It was very striking. And when it first opens and you're watching them walk through, I was, I even noted mentally that you could see in previous films, sets like that were sets like that. They were skeletal. They were empty. There was no, there was no life in them all the time in this particular opening scene you can see the wind blowing 
You can see trees moving. You can see, I mean, it's still clearly a set, but it's, um, but they put a lot more into it. And I thought it really was beautiful. It was, you know, for what, I mean, you know, it's no Lord of the Rings, but, (laughs) but, you know, it really was. And I think it had a really nice, dark, creepy atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, real quick, before we even get into this, do you guys think that the Wolfman could have, you think that character could have carried a sequel on his own? I do. He what pretty much did. I mean, I, I really feel like the the monster was really backburnered. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't feel like he. What he provided was the history of the name and the history of the castle and the history of the experiments. But the, the monster, the monster it. himself being there, wasn't really important. Dude, the monster in this movie was what Jason was to Freddy vs. Jason. In what way? He was just fucking there. You think Jason was th- as this, this much in the back? Step off, homeboy. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is Jason's house, <laughs> and, and I he know was what not. I'm saying. I love Jason. Don't even yeah. Don't even get me started with that movie. I mean, it, it was ready pulling the strings, but you know what I'm saying by by that. I mean, a lot of people associate fucking kind of Jason in the background and being played like a fucking fool in that movie. So. I'm not saying he got played like a fool with this shit, but he was just kind of there. Like, well, I think you know that I mean? like he was he was like a plot point almost. I do that. see a similarity, if for no other reason, in the fact that the Wolfman speaks. The monster doesn't say much of anything. She would have, but yeah. Um, and then, so if you put that up against Freddy and Jason, Freddy's the mouthpiece. He's just constantly running his mouth. Jason is, you know, silent, big, strong. You know, he just stands there. Um, so I can I can kind of see that because when you have two characters working side by side in a scene and one of them is talking a lot and the other one isn't, then you're going to clearly gravitate toward the one who has the dialogue. And they, in, they in essence, become the star of that. I really feel like he did carry this film. To me, this is a Lon Chaney Jr. film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. Uh, so, you know... Uh, it, it opens up, these guys go to rob the, because the Wolfman's dead from the first movie, so these guys open up his coffin, it's a mausoleum so he's not in the dirt um, they open it up, and right before they do the guy goes, what do you think he'll look like? and he goes, just bones and an empty skull, and two seconds later they open the coffin and he looks like he's just sleeping and the, <laughs> the guy even says he looks like he's asleep and he goes, alright, let's get on with it and it's like, whoa, dude, you just said you expect bones in an empty skull because he died like four or five years ago. And he looks like he just fell asleep in there. Right? <laughs> and, you know, and you don't think anything of it. And they're just like, okay, let's go grab the shit. Let's get out of here. Like, whoa. Another thing, Alex. Okay, Jamie, you're the werewolf expert. What does Wolfsbane actually do? Wolfsbane is, well, I guess it, the hell? <laughs> oh my god, it's like an air raid. What is going on in the, the dungeon? dungeon. <laughs> you know, we do have a bomb shelter. It's a cardboard box with an umbrella at the top and it says USA number one on the side. Guys, I'm scared. <laughs> You'll have to get to the top of you and protect me. Um, <laughs> um, Wolfbane. Wolfbane, thank you. Um, traditionally is poisonous. To wolves? Yes. So if he was fucking buried in it, why did he wake up as soon as the moon came out? 
Well, they they moved. They it, didn't moved they? it. They took it off of him. So it was like it was it was keeping him at bay. Oh, I, I see. I so thought it was like when cool. they rem- when they removed it from him, it was like freeing him oh. from it being on top. It's kind of like if you put a, um, like if you put a cross on top of a on top of a vampire. Yeah. Um, right. like on top of vampire coffin, it'd be like the same thing, you know. So it's, oh, it's keeping him there. So when they move it, then he's free to get up and move around. But I'm calling bullshit on that whole thing anyway, because until this point. When did that ever happen? When did anybody ever say that that, that was okay? Because it didn't. Because in the last movie, Silver killed him. You know, Bela got killed. Right. You know, and so why didn't he? That's what... Right. You, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I mean, if he was immortal, why wasn't Bela immortal? Right. And it, what's the whole thing with the Silver? If it's not going to work, then what are you telling us? It's... Uh... That's the way to kill him. I mean, it, just, it makes no sense. Yeah, like th- the way they bring back. But this, it gets worse and worse when it comes to that stuff, with especially <laughs> the Wolfman. It does, but you know, what's funny is I'm, I'm more willing to give this a pass, mainly just because it's Lon Chaney Jr. and the Wolfman. Right. And I love them. Um, yeah, we want him back. So. Yeah, I yeah. wanted him, so it's okay. <laughs> I say it's okay. Oh. And isn't it, isn't it funny how grave robbers... Uh, uh, open a lot of these movies like they're they're responsible for yeah. the things that go on in these towns yeah. <laughs> like damn you if you weren't out there robbing graves this shit would <laughs> the funny part is the first kill in the wolfman when he kills the guy the grave digger um that is played by the same guy who opens larry's uh, coffin and larry kills him in the beginning of this movie when he grabs his arm that's the played by the same character uh same actor yeah, which apparently he was found with his throat bitten into, and he bled out, and all of that. You know, which is what Doctor Mannering said. We we don't ever get to see that. We Nothing. never get to see. I mean, they keep telling us how ferocious <laughs> these killings are by the Nothing. wolf. Yet we never get any evidence of it. He's always choking people. Yeah. And I'm like, he's always choking people out. <laughs> like, where is the where do the teeth come in? But um, I'll have to take their word for it because we don't get to see it. Never. And and it's cool because after he he gets out, uh, the whole thing goes. I thought it was going to be set on fire, and uh, but no, the the guy he killed is laying there perfectly normal. When they go back later on, and I thought the place went in flames. I don't know. I think I don't know what's going on with that. Um, no idea. But so uh, Larry is later found by a cop laying like a homeless guy in the street with the big gash in his head from when his father hit him with the silver cane. I believe that is what that is. Uh, it would make perfect, I mean, some sense. Nothing makes sense, perfect. really. You carry your identification on your forehead. Here's what I don't like. Larry wakes up in the hospital with the bandages all over and Dr. Mannering's being nice to him, blah, blah. Then you got this asshole inspector coming in. And he treats Larry like he just killed his fucking mother, man. Like, Larry is a guy you found in the street beaten over the head with something and he just went to a hospital plain and simple so this guy walks in he's like how'd you get that skull fracture where did you (laughs) come from and it's like you're right dude i do something wrong here i mean i was attacked (laughs) he is such an asshole like what is he so suspicious of (laughs) i hate that character like every time because I love that whole scene when Larry, you know, I just I like I love watching Larry do anything, but I hate that guy. And I hate it. 
Well, and they're so quick to want to pin something on him one second, and then, you know, a few minutes later, he's trying to convince them that there's something <laughs> to pin on him, and nobody wants to believe him. Yeah, they're laughing yeah, at him. another fucking thing, dude. Oh, I, Lawrence Talbot! I told you! <laughs> Lawrence <laughs> Talbot! <laughs> See, if this, you know, it's okay, but by, by this, like, in our fucking day and age, dude... When people don't believe other people, like, no, you have to believe me. It's like, oh, here we fucking go again. If oh, I get to hear one more fucking chick saying, no, really, I saw a ghost, and they're like, you crazy bitch. You know, like, I'm just so tired of that. Oh, dude, fuck. look at, I know what you did last summer. We have to look through, watch every asshole try to convince everybody that they've got notes left on their doorsteps and shit. Like, trying to convince people of shit is so annoying, but Jamie's right. First, they're trying to. This guy's trying to pin something on him. Then he says, "I kill people and I murdered a, a cop last night," and they laugh. Here's here's that scene <laughs> where he tries to tell them, and they just don't believe him. But he doesn't understand. There's a curse upon me. I change into a wolf. <laughs> Difficult to believe, my good man. See that scar? That's where I was bitten by a wolf. Only it wasn't a real wolf, it was a man, a werewolf. I killed him. Now I change into a wolf at night when the moon is full. It's the truth. Ask Maliva, the old gypsy woman, she knows. Maliva, gypsy? <laughs> Mr. Talbot, you must get back into bed. Oh, are you blind? Won't you believe me? Help me. Just tell us your real name. Let us do the worrying. I told you, Lawrence Talbot. Lawrence Talbot. Why? <laughs> Lawrence Talbot died four years ago. Died? Four years? Well, I did. Ago? I can't die. But see, that he should have realized. What what I think is remarkable about that scene is his reaction to them saying Lawrence Talbot died four years ago. Dude, you just woke up in a fucking crypt. <laughs> just, why is that so hard to believe? It's like, yeah, just, right? Yeah. Well, because he he turned into a werewolf right away, so he was oh, uh, he lost true. consciousness. He doesn't, he doesn't remember. That's true. And oh. this is where his hair starts to get really crazy. I love how Lon Chaney Jr.'s hair, when he gets frazzled, it gets all crazy, like it's all sticking up and flying everywhere. And oh, I love it. <laughs> it's great. It's like another character. Yeah, he did it in Abbott Costello. Meet the Frankenstein too. <laughs> You finally, the one thing in this movie that they have that they didn't have in the original Wolfman is a full moon. They finally got the full moon. You finally see a little bit more action. Uh, the Wolfman's leaping over boxes, jumping in alleyways. He kills the cop. Um, that was cool. What do you? Oh, what about the scene when the 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 guys right when he says Talbot, Larry Talbot, when those guys uh, try to put him in a straitjacket? Do you see him toss that one dude? I really want him to break completely because the window is open. It's, you know, because he was started to head out the window before they grabbed him. It's open and he's got these three guys on him and they're, you know, he's fighting him. And what I really wanted was for him to just throw them all away and leap right, right. out the window. But um, That'd be awesome. I guess when you when I guess when you got three, I mean, what can you do? Um, yeah. <laughs> and those are the creepiest looking guys. Yeah, <laughs> but I'll tell you what you can do is you can rip your straight jacket off with your teeth. 
<laughs> later at night. <laughs> yeah, he wait. Yeah, instead of having a big dramatic, <laughs> instead of having a big dramatic thing like Jamie said, they instead just subdue subdue him again and then say that he tore out his stray jacket with his teeth. And the thing that here's that doesn't make sense about that. If they knew that he tore it off with his teeth, they only could know that by seeing him do it. And if they saw him do it, they would know. Wouldn't they say, well, he, he turned into a fucking wolf, and then he tore his straitjacket off with his teeth? Like, you couldn't see one without the other. <laughs> he's yeah, a, exactly. Maybe they thought he just forgot to shave, and he's got a hell of a five <laughs> o'clock shadow. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, remember Pineapple Express when they tagged that up? He's like, I'm a break sleep. And they get all nervous. They're like, oh! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't do anything. <laughs> They, they went to the grave to see his body wasn't there. Then they say, I have a picture of Lawrence Talbot. And they go, okay, let's look at it. They look at the picture of him. They say, is that him? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it could be. I don't know. You're kind of an asshole. Yeah, I can't be sure of it. How different could he have possibly looked in that picture? Right. Yeah, right. I can swear that's the same guy. What do you mean? <laughs> it's him. <laughs> yeah, but was photography even that good back then? I, I can't vouch for that. It was, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was definitely clear. I mean, well, look, we're watching a movie. <laughs> True, right? You know, so, you know what? Do say, Jamie. Do say, I'm a fuck. <laughs> I'm the asshole. Yeah, yeah. They, he would have looked the same, and it's just, and and that's as good as it got back then. Though it's not like they had DNA testing or dental records. Um, right, right. So, um, well, actually, they did have dental records. So I guess they could have gone that route, but. Um, that wasn't mentioned. So it's just we got this picture. Yeah, I don't know. Could be him. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, be safe about it. And why don't you just believe him? Take his word for it, and then take precautions. You know, right. as, as you should. That's you know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just crazy. <laughs> I I just love how he wants to die right away. He doesn't want to be cured. That doesn't even occur to him. He just wants to die. Well, uh, he's, hey, he's, are we there yet with this whole thing? Because. I thought I was smart, you guys, with like this, this epiphany came to me when I was watching this movie. And tell tell me if <laughs> I, I know you guys are gonna be like, yes, man, that's what this movie is. But um, one guy wants to fucking live forever, right? You know, with fucking Igor. Yeah, Igor being in his life. I want to live forever. Blah blah blah. I have a strength of a hundred, man. Yeah, and then this dude's just like, fucking kill me. Like, I just, <laughs> well, I love that contrast, dude. He's just, I want to die, fuck it. Like, I, I just, I don't want to be here anymore. And this dude's just like, I can put my brain in a monster and fucking throw barrels at people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He becomes a monster. He's going to rule the state, even the whole country. <laughs> and what does he do? He throws barrels. Like, oh, dude, you're on your main, way. Suddenly he's donkey That's the main contrast, <laughs> Donkey Kong. Was that the, yeah, well, that's what it was. Yeah, exactly. Is that the main thing of this movie, though? Is that contrast? Like, one wants to live forever, one wants to die. I mean, I know it wasn't that cut and dry because... Well, I don't know if that was, like, the right. like a message they were sending, but, yeah, Did that's what it... Did you see that, though? Because I was just like, yeah. oh, God, I'm so fucking smart. And then I'm like, yeah, no. I mean, well, and then there's the difference, too, is that Larry never wanted this for himself. He never right. wanted he never wanted to be a werewolf, and he cannot live with the con- – he can't live with his conscience over what he's done. The fact yes. that he killed people, he, he doesn't want to live because even if he were cured, he'd still have them – he'd still have the guilt on his head of doing that. Whereas Igor um, 
he not only did he want this, but he fought to get his his brain in that body. So he's fighting for it. Larry's fighting against it. Right. And yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely that a juxtaposition there between those two characters pulling in opposite directions. Yeah. Well, he says the only way that the monster could die if energy can't be destroyed, it could be transferred. So he says, "Why don't you transfer my energy, drain it out of me, and yeah. put it into him?" He doesn't give a shit. Can we talk about the transformation thing, though? I thought that was badass, dude. I actually rewound that part. I was like, because I'm big into that shit. Like, you look at The Howling, and you look at um, American Werewolf in London, and I'm big into those transformation scenes, dude. And this is fucking badass for its time, dude. This shit was fucking on point, cuz. It, it starts with him grabbing his hair, going, Aah! yeah, yeah. <laughs> But then he gets uh-huh. perfectly still so that he can do the overlay and do the <laughs> yeah. do whatever. Yeah. Uh, but um, I do like the fact that they tried to show us something different, you know, because like in the first film, there, during the first transformation, we focus on his feet, you know, uh, before he goes doing the tippy toe dance through the, right. <laughs> through the mist. Um, well, that was another thing, too. There's not a lot of mist in these last in these later couple of movies in the first ones it was all over the place i mean you had uh, you had fog all over the place i think really covering up what they couldn't do with sets and things like that yeah in these it doesn't it's not as prevalent i don't remember any of it in this one but um so in this one you you get a close-up look at his face while they're doing the transformation which i thought was pretty cool because for a moment i even i i caught myself going is he change is because it was very subtle in the beginning it was just he just had a little bit of extra hair, and then I was like, "Oh wait, he's he started to transform." And then before you know it, it was like full blown. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. No, yeah. great job, and I, I love the technique they had his head. He was on a, a like a, a pillow, and he was doing it. And the way they pulled that off, most pillows, of course, move around and fluffy and nice. But the way they created the illusion that that uh, he didn't just keep getting up and putting going back down and messing up the pillow as he kept sitting up and down for the makeup is it was like. It was like a mold of a hard plastic or like even a rock pillow. And then they put a – they glued like a blanket over it and made it appear like a normal pillow. But it would never move no matter what you did to it. So that was a great way to create that effect. I love that fucking demo, dude. I thought that was badass for its time, dude. I mean yeah. even badass today. I mean I, know, I, I get I it. I still like it. It suits fucking fat, dude. Yeah. And I love the fact that they – because I didn't know that about the pillow – so thank you for that, Alex. Yeah. And I, I love the fact that they did that because that shows that they really were making a solid effort to make it as seamless as possible. Yeah. yeah. I think in these movies, hor- uh, movies in these days, um, horror movies weren't seen, like I said, as like pieces of shit like they are now. They're known as like garbage. Back then, it was new, so it was just a normal movie that was scary. Like, it wasn't treated or given a budget of of a piece of shit or anything and it it was you know it had real real talented people doing the music and the score it had talented people doing the makeup it had talented actors it wasn't the shit actors like you got in like some of the fridays and halloween movies and stuff like that um so it's like it's just different so i think jamie that's what that's how they that's how they rolled back then you know i think we got lucky with that they treated these pretty well and uh these guys hung in there for a long time, like Juan Cheney. Yeah. So the way they they meet each other is the villagers. Uh, they heat somebody was killed, and they say, "What kind of animal could kill people?" That was Dwight Fry again, and I'm not going to say who that. <laughs> this was, by the way. Let me just mention here that they come waltzing into this village with this dead little girl, 
And I swear they have like an emergency response team with gardening tools at the ready. <laughs> it's just like any given moment. It's like, okay, uh, villagers unite. You know, and they come out with their torches and their pitchforks and they all come running down like one unit. Just like, And they're going to find a wolf. Yeah. And he's like, oh, what animal could do this? Um, and then, oh, ah, yeah. and then and it's like an epiphany. It's like, you know, oh, of course, a wolf. That is his cry. Let's go kill it. <laughs> yeah, like Dwight Fry did kill it, though, man. He was like, that's his cry. Like, he's, he really did do good acting in all these movies, man. Let's get it. Cook it up. So they shoot Larry Talbot, but with a regular gun, he falls into the pits of the Frankenstein ruins, and in down there is the monster, and... Bullshit. It makes no sense because the monster would never be in the in the Frankenstein ruins because he died in the house of the brother of the doctor who had that castle, or or the like. See, the thing is, the original Frankenstein's doctor that was the main guy. Then everyone else were his sons, right? Right. Okay, right. not not his brothers. Okay. Oh well, yeah. So one of his sons' houses. Uh, is where, and not the one that moved into that castle. So that other son lived in Viseria, not Castle Frankenstein, in the village of Frankenstein. So there's no way that monster would be in a completely different place. And what are the chances he fucking happens to fall, right? I mean, come on. Oh, that's perfect. Well, he wakes up and he, he finds him. That was cool. Um, After you know. he and Maliva, which we haven't mentioned her yet, but he, he goes... He, when he escapes from the hospital, he said the next time we see him, he's got street clothes and a hat. And yeah. he's and he's tracking down Maliva all over Europe, uh, which I think is kind of bizarre, um, just because I don't think it would be that easy to find. Not that it was easy. He said he's been all over the place. But I just don't know if, you know, gypsies would be easy to find because, you know, they are nomadic. Right. Although the one guy, the one, the police officer says, well, we always register them. You know, we register our vagrants. Like, okay. Uh, so then he finds her, and she agrees that she's going to take care of him. He, yeah, he's like, you helped your son help me. I, I love her. I think she's got a really, uh, she's got a kind face, and she's got a gentle spirit, and she's I one of my favorite her. characters. I really. <laughs> what do you say? He'd bang her. He'd bang her. Ugh. <laughs> I wouldn't bang her as a corpse. Now she's so. <laughs> Wait, as if you were a corpse, or if, if I was, was a corpse, I wouldn't. I still have standards. Oh, okay. <laughs> just, and the the village people piss me <laughs> off the way they treat her because when they're like, "Oh, grab the old lady, we'll make her talk. We have ways of making her talk." I'm like, "Yeah, you're a bunch of tough guys roughing up an old lady." Yeah, and right. And then, uh, and then you don't see her for like half an hour. And <laughs> she just—they just—you don't even know what they did with her. They just grab her and drag her off. Exactly. No, and I love the scene when her and him go into the bar, and they—all <laughs> they do is ask like where Frankenstein might be, and he's like, "Get out of here, you beggars! We don't need your kind around here." Then Larry's like, "Frankenstein, dead." And then he sits down and he goes, "All right, come on, come on." And he's and he and then Larry Talbot just gets up and he knocks the shit out of his hands like get your hands off of me yeah i love that well because they were really rude i mean they didn't come in begging for anything all they wanted was directions 
Yeah, right. You know, and that guy is such an asshole. And he is, through the entire movie, he is, though. He becomes a bigger asshole right to the end. Yeah, I mean, it just <laughs> he just amps it up. Every time you see him, he's more and more of a dick. And I, I love how the, the one guy's like, you know what? You're a drunk. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to ignore you yeah. because I'm just going to assume it's the booze talking, basically. When he talk, when he starts talking about blowing up the dam and um, killing them all, drowning them like rats, like rats. Meanwhile, so the, well, yeah, we can't gloss over a couple things. Like Larry uh, meets Elsa Frankenstein because he wants. This is weird, though. He wants the records of Doctor Frankenstein. He knows he's dead, so he wants his records for what reason? I don't know. Maybe to bring him to any other doctor and maybe someone else could help him. I really don't know uh, the secrets of life and death. I guess he figured he might have a secret of killing a wolf, man. I, like, I don't really understand the, the thought process. Yeah, it's sort of a slapdash way to think of it, to, to come up with an excuse for them to meet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, right. Slapdash? I've never heard that word before. <laughs> There's a scene, a really funny scene. This is a what the F moment that's hilarious. The villagers start singing this song, and Larry just flips <laughs> oh, out. God. Yeah, because the guy says something about living eternally, which means forever, and of course the wolf man just wants to die, so here's the album. But may they ever happy be, and may they live acting crazy yeah the dude's like whoa man and see if he had listened to the music he would have realized the song was about to be over anyway he really <laughs> didn't have to cause all that uproar <laughs> once again i love to point this out the title of the movie is once again inaccurate but yeah. i'll save it again and i will say frankenstein uh does not meet the wolfman because the name of the monster is not frankenstein however it does qualify because the, the Wolfman does meet Elsa Frankenstein, the daughter yes. of Frankenstein. So that qualifies as Frankenstein meeting the Wolfman. Yeah, but that's like a fucking loophole. Uh, hey, dude, I've been doing all loopholes with that, but... <laughs> I, you know, I, I came threat. to... The, I thought of the same thing last night, and I think, you know what? It works, because he does, in fact, meet a Frankenstein. Oh, he meets, It just here. happens to be... What? It does! He does! <laughs> I know. I, I love you guys. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> And uh, Rubber Arm is back again from Son of Frankenstein. <laughs> he is the mayor of Viseria now, and he's also the mayor in the next movie, I believe. He Munchkin City in the county of the Land of Oz. It looks like that guy. <laughs> yeah, this is an asshole town, I just have to say. It just is. in general, though. The, the mayor is actually, he's pretty, he, he attempts to keep things, you know, on the normal or like when they when they want to go 
talk to Elsa and they're like, Oh, let's go talk to Elsa. Let's go talk to her. And he's like, I'll go get her. She'll come out for me. And then they're like, why should we be so kind to a Frankenstein? Right. And they're like, eh, why do we treat her so fancy? And then, and then he goes to get her. And while he's gone, they're like, ah, fuck it. Let's go. And then I'm like, well, wait a minute. You just said, like, <laughs> you guys, right. have, they have short attention spans. Oh, I hate these people. And and that that creates the whole thing that we're on the side. It's funny, man. These movies designed it so we're always on the side of the monster because we're supposed to hate our surroundings and the monster is our like vehicle through it. And it it's it's really crazy. The yeah. the point of view that these movies are written for are interesting, man. Like we were supposed to always love these these killers. And we do. You know, um not so much the monster in this one, just because, like I said, I don't think he's very present here. But he's all right. Larry, once again, is you know he, you want for him peace. I don't. I don't even want him to die. I don't want right. him to die. I want him to be fixed. You know, I yeah, want him to be okay. Be okay with his fucking situation, and that's why when people are like, oh my god, they, even today. Breaking Bad, you know, they make you like the villain. It's like, they've been doing this since fucking day one. And I, I'm sorry, but this is where it started. Like, and, and I'm not... I'm sorry? Dexter. Dexter. I mean, there's so many examples where they use... Like, you know, look at The Shield, you know? Nick Mackey, you know? He's a fucking bastard, but, you know, you like him. But, yeah, everybody's a villain. But I, just going back, like, this far... I don't know how far back they really, you know, you really go when you side with the villain or the monster or whatever, but um, they did it perfect, yeah, man. And oh yeah, this is definitely something to follow. I mean, this is fucking solid shit. Yeah, and Jamie, I think that we are supposed to like the monster with the original dialogue because when you think about it, remember Igor was a nut, and all you want to do is kill people and terrorize and all that stuff and rule the world and the state. And it's like he meets Larry and he's pretty cool with Larry. Like right away. He's like, you know, helping him find the stuff. He's pretty he's, – he's not wild. He's he's pretty uh, easygoing and he's – you know, he listens pretty well. Larry tells him, no, put the board down. Don't do this. Don't do that. He He's pretty cool. I mean there's nothing to dislike about the monster. Well, no, even when Larry is trying to get him to find the journal – and he is being extremely impatient with the monster, something that I would never have done, considering <laughs> I've never met this creature before. I just <laughs> chipped him out of ice. And he shouldn't even be alive. I mean, you know you know that there's like nefarious things going on here, yet he's getting really pushy. Like, at one point, he just shoves him out of the way. and <laughs> He's like, I got it, I got it. I got it, yeah. And I'm like, oh, man. I mean, it made me cringe, because I'm like, Stop, <laughs> like don't, don't be so impatient. What if he just turns on and smacks you? Yeah, exactly. You <laughs> dick. The whole thing, the whole thing about Elsa now. So now we got the three of these people at a table together. You got Doctor Mannering, Elsa Frankenstein, and Larry Talbot. Figuratively, if if Evelyn Anchors was recast as that character, which she was in Ghost of Frankenstein, you would have had the three of them sitting at a table from one movie to the next as completely different characters, and the only remaining one is Larry Talbot. <laughs> yeah, right. Like they would have just moved from one movie to the next, completely different people, all the, you know, all together. Right. I think it's kind of cool though. Like if you really looked at it, you can either get really fucking pissy about it, be like, man, 
in this one, or you could just be like, oh, it's kind of cool. And I'm kind of on that side of it, where it's just like, yeah, I like that. That's kind of cool. Like, it, it doesn't bother me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny, like, it's another moment of Ghost of Frankenstein. After that whole, after they do this whole song and dance and he yells at them, you got Frankenstein just r- running around the streets, or the go- <laughs> Frankenstein's monster running around the streets, just terrorizing people, and it's like, and uh, everyone's screaming, and then Larry sees him, and he's, and then he, you know, they hop on the wagon, like Dan said, throwing freaking barrels at people. <laughs> he fucking tosses them on the wagon, by the way. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, of course, Mannering comes to the conflict of do I destroy the monster like Elsa wants me to? But I can't. I can't destroy Frankenstein's creation, uh, and everybody seems to go through that. Then I guess he decides, um, I'm gonna revive the monster. And drain Larry. Uh, apparently, neither one of those things work, and they just both get up when the full moon comes up. Frankenstein bursts. I guess the Frankenstein monster got stronger. He bursts up for some reason. He has this crazy interest in Elsa. Frankenstein goes to kidnap her. I don't know why. So, what do you, um, what do you guys think of the big battle at the end? Frankenstein versus the Wolfman. Fucking <laughs> awesome. It was. <laughs> What cracks me up is that you know, they jump into this battle. There's one, there's one part where Larry goes flying, um, and it's it's pretty comical. You know, he just goes sailing across because he's on a wire. Yeah, um, <laughs> which is kind of clear. And you have the two of them up there <laughs> watching, like it's like Friday night fights or something. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then it just sort of ends, though. Yeah. I mean, it just it doesn't end abruptly. Well, it ends with Isaac blowing up the dam. Let's get out of here. Yo, the dam's blowing. Or you know, they don't know that the dam's going to blow, but the dam's going to blow. These guys are fighting. The dam blows. It gets all flooded, and, and they're just – they what? They just saunter off. I mean, they don't even seem to be in a hurry. They're just like, yeah, we're just going to – we're done. <laughs> oh, well, that didn't work out. Uh, Elsa, you want to mind keeping that whole thing about the monster a secret, how I was trying to revive him? Yeah, let's just go back to our normal lives. You know – Well, do, who do you think would win in a battle if we got to see – the whole thing, which we didn't. I mean, we didn't get to to really see a victor. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. oh, <laughs> well, it was, hey it was it was this. They both had their their uh, attack uh, tactics. Uh, all that Wolfman was aerial jumps, and Frankenstein was just brute strength. And they both played those things up. Wolfman just kept seeming to climb on top of stuff to jump on him, but he didn't actually do much damage. They rolled around a little bit. Frankenstein threw him into some machinery and stuff like that. Uh, hmm. I don't know. I think. I think Frankenstein probably just would have bashed his head in, and he would have killed him. I guess. I think it's. Um, yeah, honestly, I don't. Uh, I don't know because I guess it depends on whether or not the Wolfman felt like taking the time to to dissect the monster. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. I feel like if, if Wolfman really wanted to, he could hop on his back and just twist his head off or something. Or, or choke him, because that's what he does. But, uh, yeah, the, <laughs> that whole battle, like, I, I've always thought about that. Like, who would win? You think Frankenstein automatically because he's big, but I don't know, dude. It's, 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 I, I go back to Freddy and Jason. I mean, Well, he's also know? lumbering. He doesn't have a whole right. lot of uh, dexterity. He doesn't... Right. He doesn't move very well. So the wolfman could just run circles around him before he even right. gets a grip on what's going exactly. on. 
Yeah, but once he gets a hold of them, that's all she wrote. Yeah, that's exactly. true. If, he, if right. he grabs them one good time, and yeah, he could choke him out no problem, I think. Yeah, because he has a strength of a hundred men. A hundred men! <laughs> yeah, he's going to choke him out, then he's going to go and rule the state, and maybe even the country. <laughs> <laughs> the state, maybe even the country. i got to play that again. <laughs> Hold on. Here we go. You will see to it. I will live forever. My brain and that body would make me a leader of men. We would rule the state and even the whole country. <laughs> Dude has delusions of grandeur. We would yep. rule the state. <laughs> uh, him and the state. It's clear here that they have. They have. St- they don't even attempt to give it a real solid ending, and well, and this isn't the first one. They really had they sort of gave up on that a while back. They're not. We're not going to see anything definitive. We're not going to see any real outcome because they've got other movies to make. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. stuff. They're rolling out stuff, and these characters aren't dying, so we don't ever really see a resolution. It's more like a they should just slap it to be continued on the end of these. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah. Pretty much is exactly right. They're they're, they're getting a little more. Really, <laughs> <laughs> they're getting a little more loose with uh, the the endings for that exact reason. Uh, but some of them they don't, and they should have. But whatever. Uh, what's I gonna say? Like, uh, so overall, this see this movie I rate high. I don't know about you guys. To me, this is a four point five out of five for me. I I really like it, it to love this movie. Um, and one of the reasons is the same reason I love Psycho Three. I think this movie is the most in depth look you'll ever get into Larry Talbot. Um, beyond hitting on Gwen and talking to his dad a little bit, and you know being worried about what the hell's going on with me, like that is great. But the guy himself, the character himself, I think this is the most intimate look you'll ever get because from here, he's he's a little one-dimensional and I think this is the last time there's more to him and I hold that very dear. So, to me, this is a 4.5 out of 5. Yep. Right. So, what do you think? Me? Dude, I'm with you, bro. I fucking love this gym. And, and, yeah? And, yeah, and <laughs> that's like... I wasn't trying to let on, but like, I mean, dude, between the transformation scene and, and everything, I mean, everything that they did with this movie, like, I thought, okay, it was going to be like, not a versus, but it's going to be some cheap fucking, okay, let's try and get these guys together. But the story was fucking solid. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we've, we've punched holes through it this whole hour, but I'm just saying, like, um, the story was strong enough that I thought it, I I, th- I found it very enjoyable, dude, and I really like this fucking movie, dude. Cool, this man. Is, this is the second one that I want to fucking rewatch, dude, and this is going to be my fucking jam, I think. I well, I noticed uh, that uh, there's a there is a common denominator in both of those, and that is the Wolfman. Yep. Right. Dan likes the Wolfman. I like the Wolfman, yes, but see, with Frankenstein, um. They kind of, I don't know, they kind of fucked it up last time. Like, not not fucked it up, but not not to the extent where I was like, oh, fuck this movie. But as far as, like, my personal preference, um, this is the shit for me. Like, I loved the way they did this movie. I just loved it. And, and 
yeah, it's got its flaws and shit, but I don't give a fuck. Like, I will watch this jam again, and I think I will before Halloween uh, comes. Cool. And by the way, just so everybody knows, Dan loves the Wolfman so much, they actually been hanging out together, and he chewed through Dan's wire on his microphone, and that's why he sounds like that. Yeah, I want to apologize. We fucked with this shit for, like, what, 20 minutes? I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, you and Talbot, man, you gotta stop hanging out somewhere. <laughs> no, dude. Well, hey, man, I mean, at least he fucking bit through it and didn't choke me out. Yeah, he could have choked you Or he would have ripped through your throat and just told everybody about it. Exactly. <laughs> we wouldn't see it. <laughs> I apologize that I sound like I'm across the room. He would bite through the bone in your neck, I guess, because you're just a skeleton, right? That's right. That's a good point, yeah. yeah exactly. So. You can't phase me. He skeleton crew yeah. till I die, bitch. That's why he likes us, because it, it, you know like dogs run around with like, bones in their mouth? That's why he likes us. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was a horrible <laughs> joke. <laughs> Jamie, what do you rate this? 4.5. I, yeah. <laughs> I love the shit of this movie. I really do. And it's it all rests on the shoulders of Lon Chaney Jr. as to why I love this movie. I feel like the monster didn't get to do a whole lot. You know, he the only most exciting thing, well, we had the battle at the end. But other than that, the most exciting moment with the monster was when, you know, they're having the party and or the festival and he just wanders into town. I really think he just wanted to ask him to keep it down. But then all hell breaks loose. <laughs> you know, so we get yeah, that. He's <laughs> like, you know, dude, I'm, I'm trying to sleep. So, you know, this guy already chipped me out of the ice. You know, I was taking now. a nice nap. <laughs> Try to watch Toy Story here. I First the Wolfman does that, and you would do the party. Shut up. <laughs> I feel like this is definitely a Wolfman. To me, it's a Wolfman film. And yes. it's yeah. um, Lon Chaney, just he tears it up. I love him. I love him and his no crazy ass hair. Well, it's yeah, and it's funny that you say that because in the Legacy Collection, this is in the Wolfman pack. Oh, there you go. Bottom, bottom, bottom. Which is interesting, considering that in the title, Frankenstein's name comes first. But I clearly think that Lon Chaney Jr. is the star of this movie, so it's a four point five for me for him. Yeah, it wouldn't sound right. Wolf, the Wolfman meets Frankenstein. I mean, I think it would, but whatever. I think it doesn't matter because if you're going to put Bride of Frankenstein and then put the bride in fucking five minutes left in the movie, it doesn't matter at this point in the game. I, I always thought that with that title. I always thought they were, I, I'd watch him go, Hi, how you doing? I'm Wolfman. Hey, man, I'm Frankenstein. Nice to meet you. Good. Bye. Yeah, imagine uh, one of their conversations. <laughs> Oh, it's a wolf. That is his cry. Let's go kill him. Let's kill him. Poor wolf. All right. Well, that's Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. And we will be right back with, uh, what is the next movie? Um, House of Frankenstein? Oh, isn't it? No, it's, uh, it's Son of Dracula. All right, welcome to the Halloween Dating Game. I'm your host, Alex Edwards. For all you lucky ladies out there, we have the one, the only, Haddonfield killer, Michael Myers. Yes, he's adorable, isn't he? 
since we're on the radio, Michael, we're going to do this a little differently. Instead of having three contestants try to win a date with you, we're going to go ahead and interview you, play it over the radio, and we're going to get the phones ringing off the hook. I just know it. All right, Michael, it's time for you to tell the ladies a little bit about yourself. Okay, Michael, let's start off with how old are you? 21. All right, and where do you live? Haddonfield. Still Haddonfield. Okay, and what do your hobbies include? Killing people. Mm-hmm, what do you do for fun? Kill people. Right. Okay, and for all the young ladies who are going to be calling in, when you go on a date, what do you look forward to? Get my dick stopped. Yeah, they don't do it, but I just kill them afterwards. Uh-huh. All right, well, uh, describe your perfect girl to me, Michael. Dick sucking lips. Mm-hmm. Big tits. Right. Let me stick my dick in. A big ass, so I can also stick my dick in. Anything a little deeper, Michael? That's it. That's all I care about. All righty. Do you want any girls calling in to know anything about you? No. Well, when a girl looks for something in a guy, what will she find in you? My dick. And how long is your dick? Six and a half inches. Mm-hmm, not bad. How long do you last in bed? Normally two minutes. All right, ladies, there you have it. Michael Myers, 21 years old. He resides in Haddonfield, and he likes to kill people. If you want to be one of the lucky young ladies who win a date with this interesting man, call us at... And that's all we have for the Halloween dating game. See you next time. So, <clears throat> here's the thing, guys. I just want to get into this real quick. Um, October is, of course, special for all of us. And I started, like, it was, what year? Do you guys know what year uh, Dookie came out from Green Day? And 1994. It was gonna, I was about to say 1994, yeah. Yeah, of course, it was 94. 94, 95 school year, yeah, okay. So, I um, bought this big karaoke thing. And I put these gigantic batteries in the back so it would be portable. And what I did was I had the microphone just hanging out like normal. And I would just record, not me singing, but I would just do my own radio show. Wow. Yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's crazy, but I did pull a few clips. Oh, snap. I don't have them all now, but I got one thing. And I want to do this in honor of my dead grandmother. Because she was and i we had to do it on this show because she was uh, a fan of the universal horror movies oh nice dude yeah and i got into them basically that year yeah so this is the year i got into them and uh she was my first interview ever wow (laughs) you're so cute and lame (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's it's pretty cool though because i didn't let her know i was taping her because i didn't think she'd do it so i just put the mic next to me and i just talked to her and i talked about uh 
we talked about some like weird things and then or, or off topic. Then we went back to horror. So um, for some reason, the tape turned off and then I had to restart it. So I just did a little editing here. But so here's the interview with my grandmother who died in uh, 2007. My grandpa died in 2007. Yeah. 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 So I was uh, a real little kid. So. What did you think was better, right? The house of Frankenstein or the ghost? Because I don't know which one I should get. Oh, you're so damn cute. Uh, <laughs> it's already funny. I like all horror movies. All of them. Even The Invisible Man? Oh, yeah. oh no, I was going to say, you know who was going to be on Saturday? Huh? Zachary, but he's not. He's going to be in a, I think in Orange, in, in like an inside thing. He's not going to broadcast on him yet. Huh? And Zachary. You never heard of Zachary? You never heard of Zachary? <laughs> <laughs> was he the creature? No, he was a person, but he used to come. <laughs> <laughs> Is he the creature? No, he's a person. No shit, Grandma. I was talking about the movie. She sounds just like a grandma version of you. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> but she sounds. She has the exact same inflections and tones that you have. So <laughs> obnoxious. He was on television for a while with the blob and all this stuff. He used to oh. come with the stuff rolling through the same. <laughs> And you know who else isn't going to be on this year? Elvira. She isn't? She's having a baby. Sure he is on. She's huh? hosting. Maybe it's taped because uh, she's having a baby. And I think she's due about now. Because I've be- seen that in the paper. She's going to be missed this year. But I imagine they will get some kind of a tape from other years. You know? Yeah, they do. They have one. Mm-hmm. Th- that would be cool if she was, if was born on Halloween since she's like a Halloween person. Wow, that's witty, isn't it, guys? <laughs> You're so freaking cute. I can't stand it. They've got the tape. Wouldn't that be cool if she was born on Halloween? Because she's a ho- wow. I never thought who she's a Halloween that? person. Is that the creature? No, he's a person. <laughs> <laughs> it's already gold just from that. I only have two more minutes left. It wasn't like a real interview, but yeah, that's right. Grandma Elsie was born on Halloween. Yeah, my mother. Yeah. yeah. Isn't the Weekly World News cool? Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. Like that segue? <laughs> what the fuck was that? That was so smooth, she never saw it coming. <laughs> Isn't the Weekly World News cool? Oh, something's never changed. That was my magazine. I used to, like, pawn it off. I used to try to convince people those stories were real. Like, dude, look what just happened. Like, when I was a kid. I was so annoyed. I remember... I, I thought mean, the ones I used to get were weird, but that... Which ones? Them are weirder. What did you get? Like, the... The, uh... Inquirer? Inquirer and the, uh... Globe, but they they ain't half as weird. Most of that stuff is pretty accurate. Aliens drain my blood. Oh, they're weird. No space aliens drain my blood. That's why it's never anybody around, you know, where you are. It's somebody in another country or something else. That's cool. I'm gonna get those T-shirts. Twelve ninety-five each for what? Weekly World News T-shirts. Make your own. You can't make my own like that. Why not? Me and Ronnie Real are getting one. Yeah? Me and Ronnie are getting one. Yeah. For St. Jens, he failed everything except art. And he, I think they passed him. He failed everything except art. And he, I think they passed him. They did? When last year? That's how he got to Elizabeth High. And the mummy's wrapped in bandages. And then on the, on yeah, well, that's how they had him wrapped in bandages. But on the cover of the mummy... It's Boris Karloff in that, like... Maybe it was in that. hat. He's the one that was in the other room. 
Abbott and Costello movie, was he? Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? Yeah. He wasn't in Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein, though. No. Wonder why. He wasn't in with that, the one that you and me watched. I know, it was Glenn Strange. You know who, who was good uh, in horror movies? The Raymond guy, Burr? The guy named Peter <laughs> Lurie. <laughs> Raymond <laughs> Burr? <laughs> Oh, I love God, I just fucking love you. Chance to answer. <laughs> and she, she, she says, "Oh yeah," when I'm still giving the title of the movie. <laughs> he was in. She was like, "Oh, Boris Karloff wasn't in the Frankenstein." I thought he was in with Abbott and Costello. I go, "Yeah," and Doctor Jack. She's like, "Oh yeah," and I'm like, "And Mr. Hyde." <laughs> Wait, let me see where that is. Doctor Jack and Mr. Hyde. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so on top of it. He wasn't in with that, the one that you and me watched. I know, it was Glenn Strange. You know who, who was good uh, in horror movies? A guy, a guy named Peter Laurie. Do you, you remember Peter Laurie, Al? Yeah. He was good. He talked, uh, he played in the um, Hunchback of Notre Dame years and years ago. It was a football movie? No. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! <laughs> yeah, it was about this ugly kid who went to play college football. He said he was football. You're so fucking no, precious. Oh my god, you're a classic. No, he's. It was a horror movie. The Hunchback didn't make the team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh my god! Fast <laughs> she said he couldn't run fast enough. He couldn't run fast enough. <laughs> well, you definitely get it honest. <laughs> oh god! Oh my god! How old, how old were you then? Uh, I hate to say because your your people probably will hope I'm eleven, but I think I was like fourteen already. <laughs> But your voice is so, your voice is so young. <laughs> You're so cute. I love it. And I love your grandma. I wish I could have met her. I was a late uh, grower in every, like, way. Not with my penis. I'm saying, like, you know, like, uh, <laughs> like with. Nobody said that. Well, you know, because I said in every way. What I meant was my height and the, my mustache <laughs> and my voice pretty much didn't drop till I was, like, 29. <laughs> <laughs> Little girl is your mother at home. <laughs> so Alex, now both of our grandmothers have been on the skeleton crew. <laughs> you know what? I have I have audio tape of my grandmother too where she Send was talking, it in. She was She's talking, talking hard? And, well, not well, I can't remember. I used to talk to her, I used to interview her about all sorts of stuff. I mean, I did exactly the same thing that you did. I was just as lame as you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I loved it. But I I would follow her around with a tape recorder only she wouldn't always know it and i would ask her all these questions and she would answer me honestly and then she's like what are you doing what are you doing oh my god yeah yeah honestly until everyone hears it wow that was great dude thank you so much for that there was one, uh, oh yeah there was a section i know where thanks. i talked to i was talking to her about morticia adams and um because carolyn jones had just died and oh, so we Carolyn were Carolyn Jones, the Queen of Diamonds on the Batman TV show. 
yeah. <laughs> so we were talking about that and uh, and we're talking about her because I knew her as Morticia Adams. And she's like, oh, she was an actress and other stuff, too. And then um, she said, but I don't want to talk about her because she's dead and she's not around to defend herself. <laughs> what? <laughs> Gee, we should stop these October shows then. <laughs> right? I sound like a little boy when I was a kid. Yeah, we should have traded. <laughs> okay, we uh, well, yeah, p- bring that in if you. I don't know. What do you have it on? Like cassette tape? That's uh, what mine was. It's on cassette, yeah. Yeah, I. You'd have to ship it to me, and then I'll I can get it on here. But uh, yeah, cool. Yeah, and Dan, we should interview your grandmother uh, live. <laughs> Does she like horror movies? Now, Alex, do you like meatloaf? I can send you meatloaf through the mail, but you gotta mash the potatoes after you get them there. If you mash them before, it's just gonna get all over the place, and it's just gonna be oh. Oh boy, maybe we shouldn't interview her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, like, right. Is he the creature? No, he's a person. <laughs> that was the funniest part. Yeah. Is he the creature? No, no, he's a person. <laughs> you dummy. He was in the Hunchback of Notre Dame years and years ago. Is that a football movie? <laughs> oh, it's a horror movie. The Hunchback didn't make the team? No, he couldn't run fast enough, asshole. Is it a football movie? <laughs> Pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't see any of those. Those uh, Lon Chaney is like the master of, uh, man of a thousand faces. I have not seen a minute of his movies except for like whatever they plan, like those documentaries, like and they highlight little things. But. All right, all right. I've never seen a minute of his stuff, man. They don't. They never even put that shit on. Like, how come they don't take all of his like hugely famous movies and put them on like a Blu-ray box set? Um, you know, I don't know. Um, there. Well, The Hunchback and Phantom were silent. Well, they're all silent, aren't they? So, um, well, yeah, his, yeah, yeah. So maybe they just figure there's not mass appeal for him. I have them on VHS. Yeah. But oh. I found them for like two bucks or something one time. No. Wow. All right. Well, I guess we'll get to the. We have a lot on this show. We got uh, uh, the ghost of Frankenstein. We have Frankenstein meets the Wolfman and the Son of Dracula on this show. Um, I have like a, a little figure statue of Bela Lugosi as Frankenstein's monster, and because that's how much I like uh, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. And for Son of Dracula, I have a, a statue of. Count Alucard too, isn't that crazy? Oh shit! Like how how what an obscure movie to care that much about? To I buy, was gonna say, dude, yeah, to buy Count Alucard. Now, do you, wow, do you like the figure itself, or do you really like this movie? No, I love the character. I love the I like the movie too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll be right back, and we'll have all that. Hey yo, it's Dave Z from Banana Laser. What's up, guys? Uh just wanted to say a few things. Wanted to uh, say uh, thank you very, very much, you know, uh, for everything you guys have done, the, the support, the uh, everything, the participation. And I uh, just listened to episode 69, and I've been listening to 68, 69, like every damn show. And uh, only seen these movies a few times, not even a few, once, but... Listening to you guys makes me want to go back and watch them all again. So I definitely am, except maybe for uh, Son of Frankenstein. But whatever. Uh, but I might want to see Razzle Dazzle's performance in that movie, so whatever. And uh, I think James calling uh, the monster the creature 
because she's thinking the young Frankenstein. Because I do the same thing, because he is the creature in young Frankenstein. But anyway, uh, yes, at the end of 69, Alex gave us uh, the best compliment anyone can give about a show. So, you know, on behalf of uh, Wazell and I, you know, uh, both of us just want to thank you very, very much for everything. And uh, love you guys. And, uh, yeah, happy Halloween. Yeah, okay, Dave Z again. I fucking suck at leaving voicemails, so I, I, I can talk for two, three hours on, on a podcast without a problem, but I can't do this shit right. I wanted to talk about the Christmas thing, because after the compliment, or even before, I got, uh, you know, I got deemed as the Grinch, and I just want to say it's not true. I do, have, I do love Halloween season more than I love the Christmas season, yes, but the reason Rudolph doesn't hit me as hard is because it's one of many Christmas shows and they're all good, but there's only one undisputed champion for a holiday show, and it's Halloween. That's that, that's just the impact it leaves when you're watching Halloween night. So, yeah. Just wanted to say that and uh, clear my name. I'm not the Grinch, damn it. So, uh, yeah, fuck it. Merry Christmas, too, fuckers. All right. Later. This is Mr. Skin from MrSkin.com with all the skinfo from the latest movies. Not nude in theaters, Julianne Moore stars in the remake of Carrie. So if you want to see some dirty pillows, head over to the 1976 original where Sissy Spacek goes full frontal in the very first scene. Hey, Carrie, they're all going to fap at you. This is the Mr. Skin Minute. Nude on Blu-ray, it's twice the slice of the horror flick Embrace of the Vampire. First, Alyssa Milano stars in the 1995 skin classic, going boobs out and getting bi-curious in HD. And in a spanking new remake, Sharon Hinnendale shows TNA while sucking blood and munching rug. The double dose of Embrace of the Vampire will have you embracing your Transylvania. Also nude on Blu-ray, Sucker Punch sweetie Emily Browning co-stars as a rising rock star in the erotic thriller Plush. Emily shows off her martial stacks while she does a mound check with her guitarist. Plush will have you whipping out your drumstick for a solo. MrSkin.com Fast-forwarding to the good parts. I see you marrying a corpse, living in a grave. The vampire can assume very many different forms at will. Sometimes it appears as a bat, and sometimes as a small cloud of swirling vapor. In this way, it can move unseen among its enemies. Son of Dracula, searing the screen with new terror in this weird tale of the living dead who rise from the grave at night to prey on unsuspecting victims. With Louise Albritton, Robert Page, Evelyn Ankers, Frank Craven, J. Edward Bromberg, and Lon Chaney as the new Count Dracula, you'll shudder at the screen's most fascinating woman vampire, luring men with cold beauty and the promise of immortality. Count Alucard is immortal. Through him, I attained immortality. Through me, you will do the same.
Alright, it's time for The Son of Dracula, 1943. This uh, is starring Lon Chaney Jr. as Count Alucard. Robert Page as Frank Stanley. Louise Alberton as Catherine Caldwell. Evelyn Ankers, as we all know, and anybody who's just been listening to us still knows, as Claire. Not in it enough. I love her, and she was not in that movie enough. You're right. Frank Craven is Dr. Harry Brewster, and J. Edward Bloomberg as Professor Laszlo. Dan, you never saw it ever. What'd you think of this? It was it was pretty good, man. Um, it, it was entertaining enough, but more than anything, it seemed just like a uh, a, uh, a a ro- a romance story. And uh, with some horror elements to it, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it just, uh, uh, and it was, it, you know, it was solid um, because my grandmother used to actually watch all those old movies back in the day. And I used to sit there and watch them with her. So that, you know, that old school way of talking, kid, you know. Um, oh, so yeah. Frank Stanley did that. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of that I was used to, and I still thought it was funny and stuff. But, um, yeah, I thought it was done well. It was a well-done movie. Um but it wasn't like it didn't hit you over the head with the horror aspect of it, you know. Right. It's funny you you brought up grandmother again. Like this is like the grandmother show because I the only see my grandmother in that interview she said is that the one we watched with Abbott Costello meeting a monster or right. or something and yeah um the only one I remember watching with her is Frankenstein meets the Wolfman and I I. Ve- she was going through hard times during those years, and she was living with us. Uh-huh. My parents, oddly enough, put her in my room to sleep, and I think they bought bunk beds just for that. Because I was wondering, why do I have bunk beds? I'm a basically a single kid, and my sister, <laughs> you know, doesn't not gonna sleep in this room. So uh, it, she, you know, I think they did it to have her in there. So she was in the bottom bunk, and I was in the top when I was a kid. Yeah, I remember. Being up there watching the intro to Frank Stein meets the Wolfman, and, and like I peeked down to see if she was really watching, and she was. I was like, "That's cool, man." I was like, "Wow." Uh, I was like, "Cool, she's into it." Good, <laughs> <laughs> my ear, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Rule, Grandma. Yeah, but it would make sense though that we're talking about grandmas because we are talking about old movies. So, <laughs> yeah, <it's... laughs> you know, <laughs> no, this was like scream to them. <laughs> Yeah, no, exactly, dude. Dude, my grandmother knows all that shit. I'm like, hell yeah, that's fucking tight. Yeah. Uh, Jamie, uh, I'm interested in what you think because you are a huge fan of Lon Chaney Jr. A lot of people hate his uh, entire performance here. They they just think it, it doesn't work, he doesn't fit, blah, blah, blah. But he, he gets... He gets he doesn't get too much positive uh, feedback from what I in generally. So I'm interested in what you think of, uh, of him as count Dracula, or if you want to say, we'll say count Alucard. Alucard. It's not my favorite role of his, but I really like him. I, you know, I like him in anything. Um, the only thing that kind of bothered me here was that he looked like a cross between like Clark Gable and, uh, Oh, I can't remember. I had it. I had it the other day. But anyway, he reminded me of Clark Gable, especially with that pedo mustache. Yeah. And he, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I just every time he'd be on screen, I'm staring at that mustache. Going, I what know. Dude. <laughs> really, I like it. I thought it fit really well with this character. I like. I I liked. I really like this movie. So it, you know, it doesn't it doesn't bother me. But like I said, it's not my my favorite role of his. I don't feel that it has as much. 
emotion as, say, the Wolfman. Mm-hmm. I don't feel for him as much as I did in the Wolfman. No, no. Yet, you know, as we get on, though, you'll see, I mean, I do kind of feel for him because he was eventually totally, was totally used. He was duped. <laughs> you know, and um, I've been bamboozled. Kind of sad, but um. It, yeah, at first <laughs> first appearance, I'm just stuck on the mustache, going, "What is that?" He looked like he should be tying somebody to a train track. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's like the original Tom Atkins of horror. <laughs> Good. All right, here's the plot: Count Alucard finds his way from Budapest to the swamps of the Deep South after meeting Catherine Caldwell of the money moneyed Caldwell clan that runs a plantation called Dark Oaks. Oh, and if you didn't notice, there was so much fucking racism in this movie right off the bat, dude, not even two minutes in. Dude, that's how it was in the 40s, though. Racism! They had the class... I mean, every black character in this was was a caricature, basically, and they had that classic, like, um, well, Buckwheat used to do it all the time. Um, It's the... that. (laughs) <laughs> when he first opens the door and when the, when the butler opens the door and Count Alucard's standing there he has that look on his face where he gets all wide-eyed and he's like oh <laughs> Which just, it just makes me <laughs> Mr. Colwell is uh, sleeping all right now <laughs> announce me now, <laughs> you know who I did like the best though was the big fl- uh, fat black one Sarah oh Sarah she was the one who gave it back to him dude she she was like, what did she say? She said something like, uh, "Well, why didn't you put him in the spare bedroom?" <laughs> yeah, she, oh yeah, she's like, and no wonder he's not gonna stay for breakfast. No wonder he's not staying. <laughs> <Ouch. laughs> she's like, uh huh, you done did it now? Like, oh dude, there was so there was so much over the top racism. But you're right, that was a reflection of the times. That's what but it was, yeah, they weren't God that way. damn, dude, you gotta just shake your head to that. Like, wow, dude, really? They were always servants, man. Always black servants. Yes, a massa. Like, come on, dude. Well, look at here. I know that Count Alucard showed up late. And remember, he's like, oh, yeah, well, go and get a couple of your buddies to go help you. Oh, yes. Oh, that'd thank, be great. You. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I don't have to do it all by myself. Thank you, Master. That's, that's like, a jolly good idea, Mr. Carwell. <laughs> like, damn, man. What the flying fuck, racism? Like, we think it's bad when black people have to say horrible lines like, come on, man. You tell the only black guy to pump the gas for you, like in the Friday 13th remake. You think that's bad. Watch a 1940s horror movie, man. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Right? <laughs> Step and fetch it. <laughs> Uncle Remus, <laughs> hey! Uncle Remus, that cigar, he probably fell asleep with it while he was smoking, and that's what started the fire. That's very good. Yeah, yes. he was the first fire marshal ever. Yeah. That was... <laughs> yeah, he figured it out. <laughs> he figured that one out, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, oh, look at that. They're giving him intelligent thought, which was wow. which was a big deal for, you know. Yeah. It, was a, it was a very tiny moment, but usually they're just, well, you know, like... Yeah. Walking around going, oh, thank you, thank you. And you the white guy actually gave him terrible. a for too. He's like, you're right. <laughs> That's why I'm saying. I don't know if it's racism as opposed to just a sign of the time. Well, so, both. <laughs> yeah, it's bo- it is rare. It's just racism. Uh, so, okay, so Catherine Caldwell. <clears throat> she met at Count Alucard when she was uh, in Budapest. She's obsessed with the occult matters. Who better to guide her through the supernatural world than Count Alucard, whose name... No one bothers to spell backwards. Uh, idiot. The guy does that in the goddamn opening scene. Yeah, when he's he's looking at it on the on the, the shipping crate from when when he arrived. He's like, huh? A U? I mean, A L? Yeah. Well, you know. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's stupid. Uh, no one that is. Oh, duh. Sorry, I should have not said that till I kept reading another sentence. No one that is, except the wily Doctor Brewster and old family friend. He'll join Professor Laszlo, a specialist in the occult, in fighting this Alucard, and the woman he's influenced. Or has Catherine influenced him? Meanwhile, Catherine's fiancé, Frank Stanley, will find his courage and his sanity sorely tested when he accidentally shoots Catherine to death, yet finds that she goes on living. Okay. Uh. Now. <laughs> that was gross. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you agree. Mm-hmm. Okay, so mm-hmm. right off the bat, amazing atmosphere. The swamp scene where Catherine Caldwell goes to find uh, Queen Zimba. Mm-hmm. You know, the queen, the old swamp cat with a shack full of dried lizards and dead chickens. <laughs> oh, yeah. How would you compare Queen Zimba to Maliva? That's I good. prefer this Hungarian gypsy just because of her reaction to that bat. Oh my god, dude. I rewound that shit literally like two or three times, dude. I was like, that was fucking ridiculous, dude. Are you kidding me? Just her reaction and then the bat itself. (laughs) Come on, dude. That shit's fucking out of this world. Are you kidding me? Dude, it was so funny. But here's what I like. If she's truly a gypsy and she has power... Just like we, you know, Maliva established when she said, I expected you sooner in Wolfman. Um, and this is all real. Why was she saying, Alucard is not his name? Like, don't you think Catherine knows that? Like, shouldn't you know that she knows that if you really know what's up? You would think, yeah. was because I wished you here. Why? Isn't Count Alucard I wished you here to warn you. The angel of death hovers over a great house. I see it in ruins. Weeds, vines growing over it. Bats flying in and out the broken windows. But I want to know of Count Alucard. Is he coming? Do you hear me? Do you hear me, Queen Zimba? Alucard is not his name. You must stop him before it is too late. Stop him before death comes to Dark Oaks. Tell me if he is coming tonight. I see you marrying a corpse, living in a grave. I see... Well, you know, exposition for the audience, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the time, I, 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 when she I, says that, we don't know that she knows what's up, do we? Or do we? Mm-mm. Yeah, but she should know, but we don't know what's up. Yeah, so I guess it was our it was for our benefit, but Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. But you're right though. 
that's bullshit. But yeah, you have to, you have to tell us assholes. So. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Alucard scares her to death. Uh, Kay f- just runs away, and so Count Alucard <clears throat> does not arrive on the train like he's supposed to. Um, he just shows up at this party, and uh, this movie. This is the first man into bat transformation ever seen on camera. So, what did you guys think of like the effects, like switching over from a man to a bat or whatever? I thought it was. I, you know, honestly, I really, I have several notes on the effects in this movie in general because I, I was pretty impressed um, with uh, the way that they worked the the steam or not steam the smoke. Mm-hmm. You know, like he would transform into smoke and then back, and it was. It was pretty clever. And then um, there's a scene at the end in the swamp where the hand turns from human hand into skeletal hand. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. pretty smooth. I was uh, – they. I think they put a lot of effort into it, and it showed. I was impressed. Yeah, they put a, they put a lot – it was a well-done movie. And that's what's cool about the movies from back then. Even though they're like some we, – we talked about some ridiculous plots and whatever. They put – they treated these things like normal movies, and that's what made them – kind of good i think for the for the most part so here's the crazy part so alucard you know turns from a, a bat to a man he walks well, i think he flies upstairs or something and then he walk he turns into a man he goes into the bedroom of Kay's father and and murders him um there was one scene where they were examining the body which you guys were talking about with those bite marks and what did he say he said something like uh those don't look like uh what was it? Um, yeah, he goes, those don't look like burn marks, you know, and he said it kind of subtly. Um, it, up until that point in these movies, there hadn't been too much subtlety, you know what I mean, in these movies. So I thought that was a nice little touch, almost kind of somewhat saying, hey, audience, you guys kind of know what we're talking about by this point in the game. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but really, going back, looking at the ones I saw anyways, which everybody knows, which ones we've been watching, that was one of the first kind of hints of subtlety that I've seen. So I just thought I'd point that out. Yeah. Because I'm a perceptive motherfucker like that. I like when he said he looks like he was literally frightened to death. Yeah. They should have showed his face, though. Like, <gasps> what? yeah, they should have showed that. <laughs> that would have been cool. I was hoping that they would, and right. I was kind of disappointed that, that they didn't. Yeah, the censors didn't want a surprised face on a guy. <laughs> like, you imagine? That would be too much. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Just say, just imply that he was afraid. You're watching this movie for the first time. You got to be thinking to yourself, and yes, we're spoiling an 80-year-old movie. You got to be thinking to yourself, why isn't Kay upset that Alucard couldn't resist? Like, you had to kill my dad, dude? Like, couldn't you kill somebody else when you got here? If, if you needed blood, like, really, dude? My dad? Honestly? Yeah. Well, because that really just sort of fits into her plan, doesn't it? I mean, she, the, what she wants is the estate. So it's like, I almost thought, at first I didn't realize, you know, because you you're not supposed to know that. But then at the end I'm like, maybe, did she tell him to do that? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that, that was... Yeah, but you didn't think that. You couldn't have thought no, that. No, no, at all. You don't. But then it's kind of, she doesn't ever seem really upset. You know, she comes up there and the two of them, the two sisters are standing there looking at his dead body. And then she's just kind of like, oh, you know, I'm like, dude, your dad is dead. Well, what she does is she, she, st- yeah, she stands there and then they say, look at those two marks on his neck. She leans over and looks and like, hmm, like she knows what's up. Then she just kind of like looks and says, I'm sorry, Kay. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's clear that something's up. 
And it's really this. It's really crazy writing. I don't know, man. For 1940, I think it's pretty outrageous. I mean, things got weird in the 70s with writing. Yeah, and like I said, I didn't mean like a romance, by the way, either. It's like a crime drama. Yeah, well, it's type very noirish, and yeah, 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 right, right. Good, good and yeah. um, and that you know, it comes across with the language, um, with uh, the use of lighting and shadow that that they use. And um, I got a big. What was it? Was it supposed to be present day? I never could quite figure out if it was supposed to be present day or if it was supposed to take place earlier than that because according to their wardrobe it was pleasant it was present day but then well, back then that didn't always mean anything you know <laughs> their 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 period films weren't necessarily periody <laughs> right 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 <laughs> right they had the servants they had the cars they had uh right. you know yeah they mm-hmm. did have cars that's right um but i couldn't well because their servants were basically they could have been slaves you know, for all you know, because no one, they didn't seem very, um... No, I don't think they were slaves. I, I didn't see that. I mean... I didn't necessarily see that. I'm just saying it, you know, I, I would have believed it if you'd told me that. Right, right. But, um... <laughs> 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 but, uh, it was very 40s. It was, I mean, even though it was early in the 40s, this film just reeked of the 40s, yeah. which sort of sets it apart from some of the earlier ones, which I screamed agree. 30s. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. You could definitely tell the progression among the Universal films. It seems to set its – it seemed different in a lot of ways from the ones preceding it, and it sort of set itself apart. Uh, for one, I think the fact that it had the, the whole twist, you know, and there was this like basically a mystery and um, this really basically evil woman who was like this femme fatale. And that's not something you'd seen before because typically the woman was – uh, when there were women, they were either victims or just on the sideline. Right. But uh, this woman was it's like the love interest. Yeah, but this one, she was basically the villain. Yeah, and see, it's weird that you chose to describe her as as uh, evil. Um, she's doing everything she's doing out of love. I mean, should we should we just give it away so that when we talk, people... yeah, I guess not evil, but I mean, a lot of the things that I think she did or that were caused by what she was doing were, you know bordering on evil i mean it was it was she she was very diabolical i'll put it that yeah. way all right well we'll tell everyone so people who haven't seen this so they know we're what we're sort of getting at um uh yeah because we could talk about other things afterwards so basically what's happening in this movie is this girl Kay is really into the occult she's she's morbid she met count alucard who's really count dracula uh, that's his name spelled backwards, Alucard. And what? Can you believe that? Mind blown. <laughs> so she meets him and she says, well, this guy could live forever. I'm, I totally believe in it. I believe in vampires, blah, blah. I want to become a vampire because I would like to live forever. And shit, I, I love Frank Stanley. We're going to get married pretty soon or whatever. So, um... Me and him could live forever together. Like, why do I? Why, why should I just live forever and die? Uh, he'll die. She's, and then she also wants the estate of her father's because they're rich people. They they own a plantation. But when you're a vampire, and they describe this in the movie, you no longer have a need for material things. I I, I don't know. I don't know what vampires. What's why they don't need material things really? But 
They probably just care so much about blood. They're like junkies. They don't care about anything else, you know? Yeah, it turns the volume down and everything else in life. Yes, exactly. Yeah. All they really need is a place to pretty much hide their coffins, I guess. Mm-hmm. And some dirt. And dirt, yeah. So they just need a house. <laughs> Her idea is, well, let me kill my father. Alucard could do it. She gets the house. She dumps Frank Stanley publicly. Hooks up with Alucard so he will do this deal and make her a vampire. It's basically like an early green card scam. Yeah. Oh, wow. Somebody just had a green card scam. The guy who owns Horrorbid. <laughs> oh, by the way, ladies, he's looking for love. He's single. Oh, 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 God. oh, we're already getting emails. Oh, we're already. Oh, the inbox is fucking full. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, oh they read the part where he's the larger, the fifth biggest horror site. Yes, he's the a mogul. mogul. <laughs> he's a movie mogul. Uh, and by the way, he wants body shots, girls. Yeah, 18. 18 and up. 18 to 30. Only if you're 18 to 30. Yeah. Yep. So. If you're 31, he's 40, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. If you think he's going to date a gross 31-year-old, you're out of your mind. Do you know how many hits he gets a day? Come on. Stop <laughs> dreaming. So Kay gets the father killed, gets the will, gets the house, gives away the money. So now her and Alucard are hanging out, making like they're married. He bites her, begins turning into a vampire. She, I think she pretty much is one. And then her idea is to now bite Frank Stanley, the guy she's really in love with. Right. And then asks Frank to kill Count Alucard just to get rid of him. Because he thinks he's there to stay. So she's like, I just used him to become a vampire. And I'm going to make you one. And we're going to live forever, bro. So can <clears throat> kill this guy and we're good. Bada bing, bada diabolical. Yeah. Stephen ass trifling shit. Yeah. So that's why I like this. It, it, a lot of levels to this movie. Love it. Love. I love Lon Chaney Jr. All that stuff. So it works for me. I love Son of Dracula. Um, yeah. Every time I watch it, I'm never like. And I even. Here's a weird part. You know how, like, normally, like, the old people of the movie who are just uh, figuring, like, the detectives and things like that? Those are, like, some of the most mind numbing, dumb dull parts and stuff right i really like um uh professor laszlo and uh something brewster brewster whatever his name is brewster oh yeah yeah yeah. they were great in it yeah that's what i mean it was like a detective movie um alongside kind of a horror movie and a kind of romance movie and shit yeah yeah do you would you consider this a slow burn no i mean well no i don't think so i mean i i guess it could be but i was pretty much into it the entire time I, di- I didn't i never felt like it was slow or that nothing was happening i think everything was pretty much moving the plot along pretty solidly yeah isn't that weird there's really no slow parts no mm-hmm. no really. i was definitely not bored at any point no. or and there was a lot of intrigue so it kind of kept you kind of kept you going because oh well maybe this is happening no 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 that's not happening this is you yeah. know <laughs> and uh so i was it has like, a into plot it. Yeah. And I like some of the lines that they give Lon Chaney. He's like, May I inquire what you are doing here? I was about to ask you the same question. Tonight, Miss Colville and I were married. I am now master of this house. You see, you owe me an explanation. Well, I came here to see Catherine. The door was open. She didn't answer my call, and I thought I heard somebody here in the cellar. 
I too thought that I heard someone in the cellar. Come. <laughs> something in the basement. Oh, well, I heard something in the basement. And I'm like, yeah, you heard each other. <laughs> I thought I heard something in the basement. I too thought I heard something in the basement. That's so creepy, though, when he says it, yeah. And then I like when, I love when he goes, uh, we can't hang out with anybody anymore because I'm heavily into scientific research. Uh, it's going to take up all our daylight hours. <laughs> As soon as Alucard and Kay get married, um, Frank Stanley shows up at the house. He follow, he tells him over there. He says, you get lost. You're going to have the marriage annulled. Otherwise, blah, blah. You're going to get out of here right now. So Alucard's like, I do not believe I understand. And he goes, then I'll make it easy for you. You're getting on a train. Tomorrow. <laughs> oh, that's my favorite. You got to do it right. Because he's like, you're going to follow me back into town and you're getting on the first train in the morning. I do not understand. <laughs> okay, I'll make it more clear. You're going to follow me into town and you're going to on the first train in the morning. And he basically says exactly what he said the first time. I'm like, oh, well, that makes more sense. <laughs> oh, okay, you told him. He actually did clarify. So Alucard grabs him by the throat and just tosses him through two doors. This guy, and I love how he shoots Alucard. He holds the gun at waist level and just, like, rattles them off. That's classic. That is, <laughs> right? if you look at any film from back then, particularly, like, like crime dramas or mob movies, mob movies. that is so classic. The way they just, they hold it, like, I don't even know, like, right up, right up against their waist. And it's like, pew, 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 pew. <laughs> and, then you, and then you compare that to, like, say a gangster movie from the 90s where they're doing like the sideways cock thing which you couldn't hit shit if you shot like no. that. <laughs> right, 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 right. That's how the that's how the ghoul under the bed does it. The ghoul. The ghoul. The ghoul. <laughs> so, yeah, so he shoots Alucard at waist level and it goes right through Alucard and into Kay's body and kills her. Now, why does she hide right behind him? Well, she probably didn't expect that. <laughs> I don't think she expected it to go right through him. <laughs> oh, I'm going to hide right by, like, ju jump on the other side of the couch, bitch. I don't understand, though, if she died from something other than vampire-related stuff, how could she become a vampire? Well, see, I was thinking the same Ooh. thing, and I want to say they brought it up later in the movie. Someone said, oh, but she was shot. Oh, they did cover that. And they had an explanation for it, but I still wasn't buying it. Yeah, he said something like, well, when somebody wants to be turned. Yeah, that's so silly. They, oh, they, they, they should were, have just had they, him bite her. Well, he, he did, but I think it takes a while. Because remember how when she bit Frank Stanley, she said, I already begun the process. But while she, he, she's like, but you could still walk around during oh, right. the day. Alucard can't. So it must be, it takes a couple days, I don't know, to settle in. It probably takes a couple days if you're alive, but then if you're dead, it speeds up the process, and then you're, you're a fucking full-fledged vampire. Yeah. See, that yeah. sort of negates the whole didn't bleed him dry. Right. Didn't, he didn't die from being bled dry. Right. So, um, I don't know. To me, those that didn't really make a whole lot of sense. I don't think they thought that through completely, and uh, maybe they figured no one would notice. <laughs> but... <laughs> It kind of we did. Yeah, yeah, well, we're geniuses. We got ya. <laughs> no, that, that is one of my favorite exchanges in the movie. When he goes to visit, is it the doctor or is it the professor? It's Harry Brewster. Okay, yeah. When Brewster goes to visit Kay to, to check on her because Frank's like, oh, I shot her. She's dead. Yeah. And he's like, let me go check it out. So he goes to the house. 
and Alucard leads him into the bedroom where she's sitting up in bed. I mean, last time we yeah. saw her shot dead. And, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. we actually saw him. We saw Alucard take her to the coffin and all that. But then there she is sitting up in bed looking all just, you know, pretty in bed. And she's like, hey, what's up? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah we got married. But see, I, I love how she's <laughs> You know what? Go ahead and tell our friends just to leave us alone. Tell my sister to just fuck off. We're not going to be seeing anybody. We're not going to be talking to anybody. We're really, really busy. Who's going to believe that? Yeah. <laughs> Catherine's going to be assisting me in my research. But see, here's what I don't understand. Why does that guy do it? Why does he try and fucking tell those other people, yeah, yeah, they're busy? And You know what I mean? Like, I never got that part. I guess because he just takes her at face value. He has no reason to believe otherwise. He doesn't, at this point, he doesn't think there's anything necessarily. When he sees her alive, he's like, oh, well, you know, Frank's crazy. Um, it just seemed odd, though, yeah. But then he wants to swear out a warrant for her insanity. Immediately. To keep, that was to, what was his motivation there? To keep her from taking the estate? or no, I don't they, know problem with that her sister he just knew that alucard would bring bad things i think well here we can't we oh they didn't like the fact they already didn't like the fact that she was all wrapped up in the morbid business of the occult right (laughs) yeah we're not too happy yeah she's with frank stanley alucard shows up and she marries the guy in two seconds like that was that that would be like a whole entire like if a girl's with you for for four years and then she just marries this guy who just showed up out of nowhere last week and she's marrying him tomorrow in, in reality, Dan, try to answer this for real. I know it's hard to... Yeah, I try to make like it just happened to you, because it kind of happened to Frank this way. Honestly, if you were with a chick, and you know, you loved her completely, you are going to marry her, and she pulled this shit on you and said, I've already begun the process when you were sleeping, I already bit your neck. You're going to be a vampire, dude, and you're going to live forever with me. Would you be cool with that? Like, would you... Would you say, well, I guess it's different than how I expected to live the rest of my life? Well, I'd be like, well, what are the stipulations here? Because, I mean, sometimes being a, a vampire is portrayed as a bitch. In other movies, it's like, yes, I got superpowers. Fucking, I can fly. I can turn into a bat. Yeah. I, I'd be I'd be pretty psyched. I'll be honest She's with you. She's kind of a hot chick, too. Yeah, I wouldn't mind, really. Yeah, fuck yeah. And she's going to yeah. look that good forever. So. Yeah. Exactly. You know? Hmm. And that's the thing. I mean, you're you're immortal. You can live forever. Fuck it. You know, if you if you watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer, you know there were a lot of vampires that just lived normal lives. They were just people, and they were you know there you go, perfect. Like they you know it doesn't necessarily mean you're evil. I mean they still had to feed, but they had a way of doing that too. So I think if uh, you can get over the initial, because see that's the thing, it's portrayed differently in each incarnation, but. Um, for the most part, you know, um, the only downside is you start fucking going crazy if you don't have blood, right? Well, I, like I said, I think blood is money, man. Like, what's the difference? I'd rather bite some dirtbag's neck every night and kill rapists and, and, you know, things people like that and murderers. I'd just kill those people every night. You can oh, be like a what, Dexter vampire. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And you can't go out in the sunlight. <laughs> That's perfect. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Shit. I get yeah, I'm always happier at night anyway. I've right? never been I've never been a morning person. <laughs> yeah, I really don't think and there's less people around. Exactly. The only thing is that there's not too many stuff open that time, but Although the difference is even though I prefer to be up at night, daylight doesn't kill me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so That's it true. can be pretty inconvenient. Yeah. <laughs> 
She goes into the jail cell, visits Frank, tells him, Dude, you're already getting set up for this. You're good. So whatever, just deal with it and kill Alucard. So, or destroy him, actually. Because they made a point of saying, Did he say kill or destroy? You know, come to think of it. Oh, and how annoying was that guy? When he kept, when they kept asking, Well, what else did she say? What else did she say? He was like, Oh, that was just crazy. Well, what was it? Well, she said this. And what else did she say? Oh, then it got really nuts. Well, what was it? Well, then she said this. And did she say anything about where he is? Oh, that's the craziest part of all of it. Well, where was he? Oh, she, then she said he would be in a, a drainage swamp. Like, does he have every single time he says, oh, that was crazy. Oh, this was even crazier, what she said here. And meanwhile, in our, I guess in today's world, none of it was really that crazy. Oh, it's some kind of a crazy trick Stanley pulls. He pretends to be talking to some girl, first in his voice and then in hers. What is this, some trick you put him up to so he'd sound crazy? Did you listen in as we asked you to? Yeah, but it was too crazy to bother about. For instance? Well, the girl's voice said something about getting him out of jail. That wasn't so crazy, was it? He's out. That's right. What else? Oh, some crazy stuff about killing Count Alucard. Did he say kill him or destroy him? Come to think of it, I believe he did say destroy. Uh, Shove a stake through him or something. Shove a stake through him? Did he say anything that would give us an idea where he expected to find Count Alucard? Yeah, but that really was crazy. She said something about a swamp with a drainage tunnel. I can... know what that is, too. She just said, like, like just pretty normal stuff. <laughs> I don't Alex, know. you're crazy for saying that. What do you mean he'll be in a swamp? What do you mean they're doing a radio show? You're crazy. <laughs> so here's a weird thing, though. Frank flips out when Evelyn Anchors says that they're going to cremate Kay uh, because he knows that she's a vampire and this will truly kill her. So he doesn't want it to happen. However, as we know at the end of the movie, he does just that. So why would he care if he was going to do it or if they were going to do it? What's the difference? Like, I think at that point he want, he was still... Under her spell, basically. I mean, he was still in love with her. He, At that point, he wanted it. But why wasn't he in love with her a half hour later when he escaped and burned Alucard's coffin? I think because it finally hit him what was actually going on. Like, you know, it just finally hit him that... Then he got a little taste of it for real. Yeah, mm. there you go. And then he's like, fuck this. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want her. Like, she has to live like this. Fuck that. So what do you guys right. think? A lot of people feel Lon Chaney Jr. And this isn't his fault, man. This is direction. Um, they don't like, they feel he was out of character or whatever when he was screaming, Put it out! Put it out, will ya? Put it out! When when his coffin was on fire. What do you guys think of that whole scene? I love that scene. I mean, I love it, man. I don't care. I, I liked it. The only thing was missing was his crazy hair. You know, how he gets all, <laughs> <laughs> his hair gets all crazy when he gets excited. Lon Chaney Jr., I mean. Yeah. But, um, I really liked the fact that he was, he was emotional about it. You know, it it was that's the one thing that really because normally before that he was just cool and calm mm -hmm. through the whole thing. I mean, he was pretty badass. And then uh, all of a sudden he just kind of loses it. I don't think it I don't think it was a bad thing at all. People are assholes. I hate reading. <laughs> yeah, but you know what, though? I do like that scene, Alex, but I'm glad you said a lot of people didn't like that because it kind of gives me license to kind of say that it wasn't my favorite of his performances. Like, it wasn't that it was out of place, but I don't know. I just, um, 
I don't know. I thought he did an okay job, but it just it didn't blow my mind by any means, his performance. I thought it was good. It was good, but it wasn't like, oh, that was fucking memorable. It was just kind of like, eh, this mustache, eh, I don't know. A lot of people feel, say he phoned it in this one. Um, oh, yeah. I, I can't call that. I don't know. I don't see enough of his shit. I don't feel that necessarily. I think that his... His, that was a lot to do with the character. Right. His character was right, very right, right, subdued. Right. His oh, character sure. was very calm. I mean, this guy's been around for a so. long time. Yeah, shit you know. don't phase him no more. Right. You know, right. he's got no reason to get his panties in a wad every time you turn around like regular humans do. So right. he's just sort of cool. He sails through everything. And um, I yep. think that that was pure character, and I wouldn't blame Chaney for that at all. Good. Yeah, I feel that way. Word, son. Uh... Like literally, man, this guy's supposed to be the villain of the movie. Let's let's break it down, man. What did Alucard do wrong? I mean, he hooked up with a chick who showed interest. She showed that she dug him. She wanted to get married. He did it. She wanted to become a vampire. He hooked her up. He didn't kill anybody in this movie. Hmm. You know, um I oh the only thing he did do, he's he bit that kid. Um, after he showed up to Harry Brewster and Dr. Laszlo's room. Remember that? Yes, that's right. Oh, yeah! And that's weird. How about that? Like, they attack a kid. That was weird, yeah. Huh. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool, uh, I I love how, though, she brings him in, and she's like, oh, my God, you know, she puts it, they put him on the table, and he's like, yeah, he'll be fine. Go have some tea. <laughs> really, dude? So is this guy gonna? Is this kid gonna live or what? And they just paint and they paint crosses on the on the bites. Like, what the fuck is is that? Is that in the medical journals that you're supposed to do that? <laughs> I know, right? Like vampire bites in the medical journal. Yeah. Oh, I also did uh, a what the fuck moment for me was um, when she tells she tells him that she bit him in his sleep. Like, you didn't notice that? <laughs> I think that might wake me up. Yeah, like, oh, I got you right on the neck last night. You did what, a bitch? Jimmy, that was so cute. It's like you finally are one of the crew now. What? You've never said anything like that, like terminology that we use. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> or what the fuck moment? Yeah. That's I've never done that. Never. I didn't really- hey. Wow. Oh. <laughs> I feel like, is that is that your barrier that you crossed over? Because, you know, we did throw Mike off this month, a year ago. <laughs> So is is that what you, is that how you feel that it's been a year and now you you could maybe that was it maybe that's him that, that was very that was a very big moment just now that was I felt it I did too I felt it in my pants I I that was me I feel I feel bad for yes, Alucard man I think that's fucked up what Kay did I do too man see villain <laughs> she was a villain yeah she was a fatale and she was a user and uh, she just wanted to get her green card. <laughs> yeah. I, I do feel for him because seriously this who the Harbid guy this guy oh you feel for Alucard okay. <laughs> Alucard <laughs> he's going to live for eternity and he chooses her to be by his side and it's totally fake right that makes me sad yeah she's a jerk off and you know what for some reason man I when I watch this again I don't hate Kay you know like I think it's cool what she's doing I don't know I'm, I'm I'm messed up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't hate her. Uh, you know, I understand her motivation uh, behind it, but I do think that, and I guess you can look at it like, well, he is, he does drain people's blood. 
right. to survive. So is he evil? Only he doesn't really seem to do anything evil. No. You know? It's strange. So so wait a minute. They're going to make a good guy be the villain and make the perceived bad guy a nice guy? Uh, see, this is what I'm saying, though. This is what they, they've been doing since day one, and they continue to do. And people are still shocked that they do it today. Like I said before, like, they're going to make the villain lovable. And it's like, well, shit, they've been doing this for years. And this is a, another example. Same with Frankenstein, like we said before. And that now with this, it's like... We love Dracula and Wolfman and all those motherfuckers because they're, they're they're villains, but they're, they're not. Victims. They're victims, exactly. Right? And they are they are typically reluctant uh, in in what they are. You know, like they didn't yeah. choose no who they are. So, uh, and they're doing what they have to do to survive. I mean, is that really wrong? No. You know, should should I deny you what you have to do to survive? Oh, am no, I going give me to some call blood. the lion? Am I going to call the lions? On the safari, wrong for taking down an antelope? No. On the safari. On the, sa- <laughs> on the Sahara. In the, you mean so. Am I going to call them wrong for taking down an antelope? No, that's what they have to do to survive. What if they take down an alpaca, though? Well, then that's totally different. That's bad, yeah. Now, if they, <laughs> I would love to see that because there are no alpacas over there. <laughs> alpaca. <laughs> but, you know, it's... <laughs> really it's nature you know and they are a creature even though they're you know supernatural and they're um i guess they're inherently evil because they're uh, it was created uh as an enemy of god or whatever but it's just they're doing what they have to do supernatural nonetheless you know that means they're super they're above us on the fucking food chain so there you go yeah, and it's just like, uh, am I going to blame a great white shark for biting off someone's leg when they're surfing? Fuck no, because the surfer is in the ocean, and that's where the great white belongs. Yeah, until he bites your leg. If it, yeah, and even then, I'd probably be like, oh man, but it's okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know me. You know me. You know this. Can you just imagine Jamie coming in with no leg, and she just goes, oh man? Well, she has no arm now. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be so like thrown off. That's know. right, Alex chopped off my arm. Well, you were holding a cane, trying to get rid of it. Because <laughs> uh, why else would your arm be up? What what should I have put there? Like a bottle of wine or something? Long. <laughs> <laughs> a bottle. I don't know who's sitting on that side of me. It's Dan, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know, Dan. Could you reach that? For me? <laughs> She's <laughs> handing you something. <laughs> uh, Let me help you with that, Jamie. I love the end shot, you know, like the fire in the room and the drapes are on fire and they just fall and you see everybody standing there. That's that's awesome directing. I love when they do little touches like that. And uh, it's kind of a sad movie, man. Betrayal, lost love, insanity, things like that. Uh, I'm thrilled Lon Chaney Jr. is the... is the... Oh, how about that? We always talk about the titles. The Son of Dracula. Let's see. Is this real? Um... Well, Bela Lugosi is in his 60s at this point. Lon Chaney Jr. was about 40, so I guess he could be his son. I don't know. Yeah, they don't. Well, they don't imply at all. They never say it's his son, son or yeah. anything like that. Yeah, so yeah, I, I don't know. Sold on that. I guess it was just maybe a clever title for a sequel. Yeah, um, and because right. he was a different actor playing him, yeah, it would be maybe they figured it would be difficult for people to swallow that it was supposed to be the same guy. Well, here's the thing. In the next movie, it's a completely different actor playing him, and it's just Dracula. So that's that's weird. I don't know. Uh, mm. I don't understand. But 
Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. So that's it. It's Son of Dracula. Uh, so, uh, what do you guys? How do you rate this movie from one to five? I give this one a four. I really like this one for well, one. I just love Lon Chaney Jr. Period. Evelyn Anchors is in it. It's always good to see her. I wish we'd seen more of her. But mainly, I really like the intricacies of the plot. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that we have a nice mystery going here, and there's also some romance, and there's uh, some, you know, some sadness. It sort of pulls at the heartstrings, and I can dig that. And it's well made. It is very well made, and the effects. Come on, the effects are really good. Top notch. And I just want to point out, Lon Chaney Jr. and Evelyn Anchors, this is their third movie together. They had The Wolfman, The Ghost of Frankenstein, and this. So Nice. They have a little thing going. So, Dan, one, two, five. Uh, 3.5. Yeah. Yeah, I, I liked it. I didn't, it was just under really liked it, but I liked it. And uh, yeah, man, this is a solid one. For show, for show. I enjoyed myself. I liked how it wasn't over the top or, like you said, it was a little bit of everything. And uh, it, it was a nice little movie. Yeah, you can just tell thought was put into it. The writing. Yes. I'm thinking of. So, uh, yeah, so I think it's a good movie. I give this a four, four out of five also. Lead, you know, 4.5 maybe. Some days, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's solid. I always have a good time with this movie, Lon Chaney Jr. It's great to see him again. Uh, it's an interesting movie, and it's uh, well thought out. So. I was working in the lab late one night with my eyes. For my monster from its slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise He did the monster mash It was a graveyard smash It caught on in a flash He did the monster mash From my laboratory in the castle east To the master bedroom where the vampires The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. It caught on in a flash. They did the monster mash. The zombies were having fun. The party had just begun. The guests included Wolfman, Dracula, and his son. The scene was rocking, all were digging the chains back by his baying hounds. The coffin bangers were about to arrive with their vocal group the Crypt Kicker Fly. They played the monster match. It was a graveyard smash. It caught on in a flash. They played the monster match. Out from his coffin Drax's voice did ring. Seems he was troubled by just one thing opened the lid and shook his fist and said, Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? It's now the monster match. And it's a graveyard smash. It's caught on in a flash. 
It's now the Monster Mash. Now everything's cool, Jack's a part of the band. And my Monster Mash is the hit of the land. For you, the living, this mash was meant to. When you get to my door, tell them more than you. Then you can Monster Mash. And you my graveyard smash. You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can monster man. And we're going to be doing some more of these movies, too, after we uh, get our Halloween stuff out of the way. So yeah, we're going to revisit these. We're going to – Dan has been looking forward to The Invisible Man for quite some time. We can't leave out. We're going to do one of the Mummy movies. There's like five. Definitely. Yeah, pick a good one for me to watch. <laughs> yeah, we'll pick the best one. It ain't going to be yeah. part one or two. That's for sure. Okay. All right. Perfect. And the creature, I want to do the creature. Yes, creature of the black lagoon. Yes. So yeah, we'll probably do those in November or something. But yeah. And then we'll finish it out with the way the monsters finished out. Abbott and Costello meet the monsters. Uh, we'll probably have a cool title for that, like Abbott and Costello meet the skeleton crew. Oh snap, son! <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Your mind just exploded. Because we always do that whenever we have an interview. We kind of title it that mm-hmm. way. So it'd be cool if we did it like that, since it's always Abbott Costello meet Abbott Costello meet Abbott Costello meet. So I might as well say the skeleton crew. Hey now. Since we're doing it. All right. Well, that's it, uh, everybody. The Halloween two TV cut commentary. Everybody's been asking for commentary. We suck. We take a long time to do everything. And uh, but we're doing it now, so you're gonna. Yeah, get, it's gonna be fun, man. I can't wait for that shit. We're gonna do that soon, so yeah. And check out uh, Banana Lasers uh, Halloween retrospective too. That's going on. Everybody's fucking killing it with their shows, so yeah. Uh, I don't want to go down the list because everybody fucking doesn't listen knows fucking who who's kicking ass and who's not. So you know, you know the normal fucking podcasts, you know. Banana Laser, uh Duncan, Cinema Beef, who else we got? Uh Terradome. Terradome. Oh. Uh anyways, yeah. So House uh, of Horror is killing it. Oh all of mine. Oh, Jamie was on the morbidly made. Jamie, what was that like? Were they That's right. It was a good time. I had a good time. John was <laughs> He's very dedicated and a lot of fun to what, talk dedicated to. Dedicated to bashing me or actually doing a show? No, he was doing a show and it was he was a lot of fun oh, to talk awesome. to. <laughs> and Mike was there. Michael J was there, so it was fun. He was nice. Oh. He's nice to me. Well, I'm glad he's not holding any hard feelings against me. Well, I don't know about you, but he's <laughs> he was nice to me. <laughs> oh, he wasn't saying the nicest things. <laughs> I reached out to the guy. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say. It's been a year, man. I I was over it like eight months ago. Uh, he's just not over it. I don't know. I don't well, know. hey, we tried, man. <laughs> we, we we extended our hand several times, and uh, yeah, if you were gonna do something, you would have done it by now. <clears throat> yeah, maybe I gotta like uh, just drive him off the show and then steal two thousand dollars from him. Then hold totally just you know let bygones be bygones and come on the show a few times. You think that would be the final straw? Well, it's the pattern. 
You know, you just gotta steal two thousand dollars. Don't take his credit card off your phone bill, and Mike's all good with that. So. 